I, I outside of my the Minecraft online space, I'm also a lighting technician. A lighting in technician? In theatre. Oh. Yeah, I work, I do theatre work. Uh, so my original name, before I was Bumpy Jake, it was, it was Bumpy Longbottom. Do you think, if you had the name Bumpy Longbottom or Jake Longbottom or whatever, do you think that would have affected collab chances? I was making everything. I was making, like, I, I made spectator mode with command blocks before spectator mode was a thing. Like, like, because I, I could go on a public event on it right now because all I, all I have to do is flip a switch and make it so it's not teams mode anymore. Like, it, it's built in a way where... Was every single person who played in the uh, Capture the Flag and the Bingo, were they all part of the LGBTQ community or no? We originally had like a, a tag game, but we, I think we cut it because it wasn't very fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was, it was really fun. I, you know, if you're an event organizer, really pressure yourself by like constantly having a big countdown looming over you. So they, they spend all this time together, like playing these games together and hanging out, and then they get to the point where they have to actually vote someone out. And it becomes actually very emotional because they, they've formed these like connections with each other. It's the way. Okay, I, I said this quite a lot. I don't really consider Kaboodle SP to be an SMP. I, I have a I have a note note app on my computer, and every time I see uh, an SMP come up on Twitter, I add it to my list. Uh, my my current list is at what's it at? Let me see. Three hundred eighty-two. Alright lads, welcome back to the Inside MC Podcast, the part of the podcast where I sit down with a very special guest every single week and talk to them about them. And this was going to be the quickest intro I've ever done. However, I do have an announcement to make. Uh, on the day of recording this, it's currently 7.13pm, 7 hours and 13 minutes ago, I announced the Inside MC Discord. This is podcast is coming out next Friday, so quite a while, and the Discord would have been up for quite a while. But if you'd like to join, uh, the Discord link is going to be in the description of every single podcast uh, from the return, as well as every future podcast. So if you want to come hang out with, you know, people who listen to the podcast, uh, I have set roles for set announcements. So if you're only interested in Inside MC, if you're only interested in Midweek MC, or if you're only interested in the highlights, all that kind of jazz, come along, get the roles, and so you never miss a podcast. However, today I am joined with a project manager, a developer, a creative director, a video editor, and an organizer. The one and only Bumpy Jake. Hello. And that's just their CV, by the way. That, that's just their CV. They've got so much going <laughs> for them. You, you made me sound so, so grand. That is, I think, I, like, by the way, yeah, I, I've been practicing that intro all day because I, I was like, I really want to go for a grand approach. And I messed it up. I was, meant, I was meant to like, I was meant to go after organizer. I was meant to go, and that's just their CV. It's Bumpy Jake. But I, I messed it up. So I'm gutted. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you today, Jake? Uh, I'm, all, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? I'm I'm great. Thank you. This podcast we've moved, we've I asked you to come on back in June, I believe, after I played in the uh in the Pride Hide and Seek, the, the block hunt, Pride Block Hunt. Yes. Um I sent you a friend request, you ended up accepting, which was pretty cool. And then ever since I've been wanting you to come on the podcast and you're finally here. Yeah, it t- took a few months, but we got there. Exactly. Well you're busy and then you know when when like you get busy and can't make it for a few weeks, I didn't schedule guests and like I was telling you before the podcast, I'm booked in for the next seven weeks week so i get a little bit too eager when booking in guests i i, I was meant to stop yeah. i actually did quite well this month and then i was like hmm let's get october set in the first week of november i was like eh. <laughs> you know a little bit far ahead but you know it's a, it's, a, it's a good problem to have you know yeah absolutely anyways Jake, as for you uh, i always like to give the intro for the person i have on the podcast to kind of run down who they are what you do like, like i said i just ran or i just you know read out your cv or what you've put on your website but hearing it from you who are you what do you do maybe a fun fact anything you like um well yeah as you said uh, i i'm a 
pretty well-versed in the space. I uh, organize events, find SMPs, I do development, I do editing, motion design. I kind of spread myself out quite wide uh, over the, the Minecraft space. I work on a lot of big projects with a lot of big companies and creators. Um, I've, I've been doing it for two, I, I guess more than two years now. Uh, what's, what's, what's a fun fact about myself? Um, well, if you can't think of one, it's fine. I, I outside of my, the Minecraft online space, I'm also a lighting technician. A lighting technician? theater. Oh. Yeah, I work, I do theater work outside. Your age is public, right? Yes, it is. You're 18, if I'm correct. Yes, yes I so am. You, so you, you have all this experience in the space of two years. You're only 18 years of age. You've, you've done all of this. You've worked on over 25 events, over 15 SMPs, and you work in theater as well. Yeah, as, pretty, pretty much. As quite a crazy... Uh, I, I keep saying CV. It's is a pretty crazy CV, isn't it, really? <laughs> you know, to have all this experience. Uh, yeah. I don't know if, you, if you've if seen my Discord bio, but in my Discord, I have, like, the amount of projects I've worked on listed yeah, as, as, like, a number. Uh, it's, it's it's constantly updating. That's technically over, like, the last three years, but most of it's come from, like, the last year and a half. Because you didn't... When I asked, like, what you've worked on, because obviously 155 events, I can't really... I, I hope you don't expect me to find all of that by myself. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, of course. You didn't send me, like, loads. You sent me about 45.50, so how comes you didn't send... What was the other one? Are they, like, I guess the ones you sent me in quotation marks, the main ones you've worked on? Yeah, so I, I, I've... So the list I sent you is, like... Like, that is, like, kind of, like, the master list of, like, stuff I have worked on. But then there's stuff like, oh, like, I'll set up a... I'll help, like, set up a server for a friend for, like, their stream. Or I used to... I, I ran a couple of public servers back in, like, 2021. So that's on there. Oh, that like, some video sense, editing yeah. stuff I've done is also part of that. Like, I, I like, like video editing commissions I've done is on is in that account. So it, it's a... Also, I do, like... Like, I did, like, a couple seasons of an SMP. So that... Ca- I counted that as, like, multiple on the, on the count. Oh, um, okay. That makes sense, yeah. So, yeah. That's why. I mean, speaking of, I know, I know, I, I mentioned that this would probably come near the end of the podcast, but since it's a topic, we might as well bring it up. You're um, in between recording this and when it comes out, you're actually opening up your own commissions, aren't you? Yeah, I, I've done commissions for quite a while. Like, I, I get DMs people wanting to commission me, and I've done quite a few of them. Uh, like, I want to know, I'll bring it up later, uh, but. I've never like formally to been like, "Hey, you can commission me." Uh, uh, so I was like, "Because I, I have some, I have some personal projects I'm working on uh, that I want to kind of put money into." Uh, so I'm just trying to get a bit more money so I can like self fund them as much as I can. Yeah, that's uh, fair. yeah. So is the theater, if you don't mind me asking, of course you don't have to answer this. Is the theater then unpaid? Is it like voluntary or? Uh, I've, I've got. I'm kind of like trying to. I'm doing mostly volunteer work at the moment, just to like build up a bigger CV because most places like require you to have a pretty decent CV. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, and then I'm gonna start applying for things more so in the new year probably. Oh, that's fair enough. Because um, even me, I mean, it's a bit of a different kind of area, but I'm a barista, uh, which is yeah quite ironic because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But uh, like, you know, even even where I'm working now, like I had to. Like, I've been a barista for the last year. They wanted two years of experience. But because, like, they tested my coffees and stuff and was like, oh, you're actually, like, decent at making this. They, like, kind of bend the rules. But even even just making coffees, places now want you to be doing it for ages. Yeah. Which I don't... I, I think it's kind of wild. Like, I don't, like... I feel like in theatre it's kind of easy to get volunteer work, but I don't really know how you'd how you'd get volunteer work as a barista. Oh no, like, it's always I, been I, paid. No, I've never done it volunteer. I've always been a paid barista. Um, oh yeah, I was quite lucky that the first job I started, every single it was a brand new opening, and every single one of us were untrained, uh, so they trained us for it. But I'm just saying, like since I was at like, that job for so long, I just got lucky of not having to be. Yeah. Like um, I don't think you can get volunteer work in all honesty. Uh, but you know. I, I was gonna say, like, I, didn't, I wasn't really sure that that was a thing. No, no, I've, I've always been paid for it. 
Um, but your your commissions then, what are they just going to be art? Are they going to be editing? What exactly? Do you have any idea yet, or is that still something you're like working I, out? Well, what I've done is I've basically put like three categories. So development for just like plugins and stuff, and like just for server development, which is what I mainly do at the moment. Uh, and then video editing for like trailers and cinematics and stuff. I don't really. I used to do content editing, but I just kind of find it boring now. So most editing I do now, it's like trailers, it's commissions. I do clip compilations sometimes as well. Oh. Okay. Uh, and then, and then the third thing is like just what, what did I, I what did I write it down as? Uh, like project. I just put it as like project help. Like I don't want to like like if people want to pay me like a lot a lot of some money to make the whole event, then by all means. But like I I've, I've done work quite a bit where I've like I just do, like quality assurance for people's projects and then like yeah, give them advice on like just the overall projects, so, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just to a point wide now, scope. Like, it's getting to a point where you're so qualified now that it'd be nice to start making a bit of money from it. Kind of yeah like i've made i've been making money in in the like the event space for like probably i, I guess more than a year now uh i still do a lot of unpaid projects mostly just like just for fun uh but but obviously as i said like i have like personal projects i want to be able to pursue and i need money to be able to put into them uh so i'm trying to try, try to self-fund because like getting sponsors is kind of hard yeah uh, so if i can like, the more i can self-fund the easier it will be on myself so that that's the that's the purpose of the of the commissions I guess, like, not commission-wise, but the podcast itself. Um, the podcast is so far right now from making money. Like, you need 4,000 hours watch time in the last year. And obviously, with that big break, I mean... Had I've not taken that big break uh, from last year to this year, I probably would be monetized. But right now, I'm doing like the podcast for completely free, and that's why like I love interviewing guests. And even right now, like we're just having a great conversation. Like, we've never VC'd before. We've messaged a tiny bit. We've never actually interacted, and now we're talking on the podcast as if we've been mates made for years. You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, I that's why I kind of thought. I, I guess with you, how you you're putting out commissions. The whole idea behind Midweek MC is because firstly, I wanted to put a bit more effort into the podcast. So that's why now I upload two podcasts every single week. And secondly, because I want to cover topics that aren't just guest interviews. Because like the one that came out uh, last week from Wednesday. So the one that's coming out on Wednesday from recording this. It was recorded last Wednesday and it's all about SMPs. And I think we actually talk about Caboodle SMP a little bit on it. Um, and then, you know, next week's one that will come out before this is going to be talking about the brand new MCCI update and MCC and the plushies and stuff like that. And it's like and more people like because this this. This podcast here is very much catered to people who are interested in hearing about you whereas midweek mc is very much like general the, the point i'm trying to get is like i'm trying to do more like how you're trying to do more with the commissions to kind of hopefully one day myself self-fund with the podcast so i don't have to go to work i can hunt yeah. it down on the podcast mainly kind of thing sorry it took me a bit, bit of a while yeah, but I, got there. I got there eventually <laughs> <laughs> you got there with that being said then, before we get into talking more about your work, I always like to kind of talk to the guests and find out a little bit more about them. Because I can do the research and stuff, but questions I'm about to ask are stuff I can't really find out about you unless I dig deep. So don't, don't worry, they're not personal, uh, just, you know, just general kind of topics. <laughs> what is your social security number? If you feel like sharing it, it's up to you. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am British, by the way, so wouldn't it be national insurance number for us? I feel like it would, wouldn't it? You're British, right? You are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be national insurance. Anyways. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you that instead then. <laughs> Thank you. Send it after the podcast. Probably not best to do it on. <laughs> okay. So, first things first, I want to assume 
your real name is Jake, unless I'm uh, it wrong. I don't think my real, my real name is Jake. My my legal name is Jacob, but okay, yeah, I've right. I've gone by Jake for my whole life. Yeah, yeah. it's all public. Like I I've said this publicly many times. I was trying to think like if have I said this publicly? But yeah, I'm almost certain I have. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's basically the same name. It was Jake Jacob. It's just Jake is just short for Jacob. Uh, yeah. Where does the bumpy part of your online name come from? Uh, you see, I get asked this a lot, and I like and I kind of just like to say I kind of just tend to like not answer because I think it's kind of funny. And my so my, oh, my old please. <laughs> okay um so before i was bumpy jake online so i i've had i was making i used to make youtube content back in i started in like 2013 uh it was never good content uh but it was content uh and so back then um i just had my youtube my youtube was just jake um uh and the because i was uh i watched a lot of minecraft like og minecraft youtube back then i watched a lot of stampy uh when i was like first getting into minecraft uh so my original name before i was bumpy jake it was it was bumpy longbottom because i had watched <laughs> a lot of stampy so that so that was the original name uh, I'm, I'm not very proud of it it wasn't great i don't know why i made the decision to call myself that like, you know, like think, you thinking back it. on you it like, so, so when I, it's not the best. But when I, uh, when I started secondary school and I, I got Instagram, I was like, you know what? I don't want my Instagram to be that. Bumpy, so like, yeah. how can I combine Bumpy on bottom and Jake? And I was like, Bumpy Jake. And then I, it's it's stuck with me for the last well, how long? Seven seven years now. Oh, you didn't think of going with Jake Longbottom? <laughs> you know, if only, if only if I didn't. That would have been even worse. Like people, people question the Bumpy Jake name a lot. Yeah. Like I think, like it would have been a lot worse if, like, I was in like the space I am now with that with the name Bumpy Longbottom. Oh, so man. I'm glad I made the switch. A genuine question, and once again, it might not even be something you can't answer. It might be something you can't even like answer. Really, do you think if you had the name Bumpy Longbottom or Jake Longbottom or whatever, do you think that would have affected collab chances? Like, you know, you've worked on all these big events and stuff. Do you think people yeah. with that name? Do you think it would have affected lab chances? I think it definitely would have, yeah. I, I don't feel like... Like, for one, like, it's not even a good name, like, in general. <laughs> I feel like people, you know, how, how like, your appearance is, like, just on social media is a very, like, big factor 100%. as to whether people will want to work with you. Hi, so if I, you know, like, Bumpy Jake, like, yeah, like, people might be, like, a bit weird, like, oh, wh where's the Bumpy come from? But, like, you know, it's very clear that my name is Jake, and, like, that's who I public I'm publicly saying I am. But, like, yeah. I feel like if I were to come onto the space and be trying to, like, get commissions with that name, it probably would have been a lot, would have been a lot harder. Because it's like, and I'm not speaking for you here, I'm speaking for myself. And I said this publicly, so I'm happy to say this. It's with the podcast, like, if I was in your shoes, and you say you this was your podcast, right? And I was in your shoes. If this podcast wasn't, like, presented well, or didn't look professional, like, th 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 there's a reason I have some of the guests I have on. There's a reason you've come on the podcast. There's a reason I've been able to get Fulham. There's a reason I've been able to get Ant Venom. Like, Ant Venom said it on his podcast because I asked him, was because my email was the podcast name. Uh, it had the profile picture, like an actual profile picture. The way I typed out the emails, really professional, really inviting. And then when he looked at my channel, we had custom thumbnails. The podcast were an hour long. We were sitting down, we were talking. There's a good sales all done. Like if the podcast wasn't done professionally, I would have, I, I wouldn't expect you to come on it. Do you? And I feel like that kind of name, like Bumpy Longbottom, it's a funny name. Yeah. And sorry for laughing at it. It's laughing at it because it was your past. No, no, it's completely valid. It, it, it is, it is funny. But it comes off as in quotation marks, not professional kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think like looking back on it, like if, 
I, I, it wouldn't have worked to keep it. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah. But, like, because e even if, like, I'd done the same amount of work and, like, had the same skills, like, I, like, you know, in, like, the first, like, the first few events I did, like, when I was getting into the space, like, I wouldn't have been, been I wouldn't have been taken seriously by those people yeah, if I had that name. Like, it's, it's just kind of unfortunate. It's, it's just, I guess, mean, not unfortunate, but it's just the fact that, like, you know, your, how you present yourself to the public with your name or your profile picture or whatever else, like, it's very, it will very much affect, like, the work you can get. Yeah. Because um, I'm going to mute this for the podcast because I don't like revealing what this is. But my old name was... And, like, it's an alright name, but I just don't think it wants it. I don't think it's as good as Insane Orbits kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So like, I can relate to you in that kind of aspect of, like, I changed it once I actually started up content. That was my name when I was eight or nine. That's, what's, that's what growing up is. Growing up is maturing your name, you know? You went to Bumpy Jake because it was more mature, more inviting, more professional kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. What about uh, the profile picture then? Because as far as I'm aware, in real life, you don't have blue and red hair. I, I do not. I also get asked this a lot. It, the context was, uh, I, I don't even remember where I found it. I just, when I was like, starting to make like more Minecraft, like uh, when in 2019, I was making like IRL videos and then when COVID hit, I started going back to Minecraft uh, and I was playing a lot more Minecraft. So I found this random scout. I don't remember where I found it. It was literally, it's like, it's red on one side. It's blue on the other. It has like a cute little face in the middle. Uh, and that was literally, it's like solid red and blue. Uh, on both sides and I, I went with that skin and i wore it for a while and then i eventually evolved it to like i didn't evolve someone someone else made me a skin that was like the same colors but like as the hair on a human yeah uh and i just kind of i kind of went from there and i got and then like i got different skins made then people like made art of like that like with that hair and it just kind of became it just Your kind brand. of became the brand on on its own without me even really intending it to yeah, that's fair enough. Because that's, um, once again, I, this is, so why I do on a podcast sometimes is I kind of just talk to you about my experiences to show I relate kind of thing. It's not me trying to make the podcast about myself because obviously I'm interviewing you. Um, but like with my skin, for yeah. example, like I used to have just a planet as my profile picture and, uh, I changed it because I was like, firstly, everyone in my old community who had like a face as their profile picture did really, really well. So I kind of just crunched numbers. And I was like, hmm, having a face clearly does better. And it did like my content started to get boosted after that really strange uh but like mine kind of just stems from the fact of like i still wanted to incorporate the planet and i was like hmm i like i post my face online but i always cover it i've paved my entire body i post pictures of me but i always cover my face up until when i face revealed at twitchcon um so i was like hmm how, like and even then now like if i post another picture of myself i'll probably cover my face and depending on the picture so like that's why it's only like the eyes because i didn't want to be like dream where i just wear a full-on face mask um, yeah. Said so I want to copy. So I was like, hmm, what can I do here? So that's when I I decided to go for the whole idea of wearing a uh, wearing just the eyes, just covering the eyes, basically just covering like in quotation mark in quotation marks what like detects you. Is that the right wording? Do you get what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, I get I get what you mean. What makes people recognize you? There you go. So oh, that's fair enough. So, I mean, that was that was a nice and nice and easy short section. What about um yeah a bit more on you getting into Minecraft then? Because you said you was doing IRL videos before uh before like covid hit but what exactly got you into doing what you're doing now that the project manager developer working on smps working on tournaments how did you get into that field oh uh, i always like liked the idea of like doing like public events like even like when i used to do like irl stuff like it was like project management of that kind it was always it was always something i found fun uh when covid was a hit and i started like doing my minecraft stuff i was watching a lot of skeppy a lot of Skeppy videos. Who was the, and he because that was when he was doing a lot of his events, and I was like, oh, I could events, do that. 
uh, I was like, I, I can do, I can do those kind of events, uh, and I, I almost did. I never ended up doing it because I, I just ran out of time to do it because I got busy. But but then I were so I, I kind of like I always had the idea like oh, this is something I want to do, something I'd find fun to do. Um, I didn't really, get, I didn't really do anything until I started. Uh, I started a couple like friend servers. And then with like with like a couple friends, uh, we were like, oh, we we just bought this Minecraft server. We don't have anything to do with it, so let's just like make an event. We'll invite all our friends to it. Uh, we made we made a few of these events where we like just invite friends, and like we'd invite like let them invite their friends. It was very small things, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Like started right, that's how block was started. Give or take, yeah, just inviting friends. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, because it was just like little things. Like we have, we have like maybe like twenty people at these things. Uh, where we just like yeah, we just like make these little like hide and seek games or like what else did we make? We, we did we, we did hide and seek. We did survival games. We did capture the flag. It's like all like these really small events that like, they they were they were just for fun. And because I had that experience, like I could then like kind of use that when I went forward in my quest. Be like, hey, look, I've already done some events. They were very small, but like you know, I clearly like understand what I'm doing here. Yeah, exactly. Because um. A fun fact about me, once again, sorry, this might be the last one, don't worry, um, is I used to I used to be a command block YouTuber for Bedrock Edition. I used to make, I, I used to average about 50,000 to 150,000 views every single video, give or take. Oh, on, depending on the video, like I was making crates, I was making, I was making everything. I was making like, I, I made spectator mode with command blocks before spectator mode was a thing like right. i was very good at it but I, I just never really pursued it further because like with you how you kind of enjoyed it and kept it going i just didn't in the end i was like i don't want to be stuck in this kind of niche it just wasn't for me and i feel like if i had stuck to it the podcast wouldn't be a thing and like looking back on it now i yeah. much prefer the podcast as much as it, i mean it was earning me good money the videos were earning me really good money and uh, that just like goes to show i very much chose passion over money um so yeah like, you stuck I, I, well, I was always yeah because i was cause I, like i said like i was making youtube videos back in like 2013 i made minecraft videos and i kind of switched to doing more irl stuff and i when covid hit i was like i'm gonna get back into making minecraft videos and it was like because the only the reason like i enjoyed making Minecraft videos is because i enjoyed editing like the editing was always like a passion of mine like for like literally like before i even started making youtube videos like i'd always yeah. enjoyed like filmmaking video editing so like i have i found a lot of enjoyment in making these i, I made like quite a few smp videos it was in, like late i guess you know like 2021 i was doing a i did like a little mini smp series uh with some friends and it was just like it was just a way for me to like channel that creativity but like i kind of i i like i wouldn't ever be able to go back to doing it now because it's just something that like it's very t making good videos it's very time consuming like to be able to have a, videos that have like a good consistent story and that like like make sense like i was able to do it because i did, wasn't doing anything else and i could be very passionate about it but like i think i know i definitely struggle to do it now like balancing everything else but it was more just a way for me to edit videos because I enjoy editing. I mean, I was I was lucky just to get you here today, like because you're very busy. So it was lucky <laughs> to even just have you on the podcast today. Yeah, I mean, if I wasn't here right now, I'd I'd be working. Exactly. And I I, I will go back to working as soon as I'm finished with this. So I am I am very fortunate, by the way. Thank you. I am very fortunate for you taking time out. Uh, no, of course. Podcast, so um any way to procrastinate i'll take it <laughs> fair enough yeah if i was that all i am to is procrastination wow <laughs> wow <Bumpy. laughs> um, i didn't mean it no nah, no nah, nah, you're good uh yeah that's, that's the same with me like i kind of just i don't know what it was i guess it's just youtube changing but i kind of just lost passion for the like main channel and i just i love the podcast it's just nice to sit down and talk to a different person every single week and like you know and because everyone has their own stories like you have your own story and it's nice listening to it and then i'll go and it's yeah. I'd start tonight editing it or tomorrow edit it have it uploaded all that kind of jazz so 
kind of like with you how you're constantly working like i'll go off this and start editing this podcast kind of thing so yeah exactly uh i guess then unless you have anything more to say about how you kind of go into like making events and stuff we can start looking at specific events you've worked on yeah i mean i can like because it, it kind of like links to it but the, i the way i got into like doing main like like, like not mainstream isn't the right word but like got into doing like actual events in the community yeah is yeah. i literally i just i joy i applied for mod in like uh what will uh my friend will's discord uh i, I didn't know him i just applied for mod because i was like why not um and because he was quite big in the event space at the time uh and so he was doing events in his community discord and i was like oh i can help and then because of that we kind of like started working together on stuff and i that that's what kind of pushed me forward to the point where like i'm like we still work on stuff together but like it's because he gave me the opportunity to work on his projects with him so i could gain experience i could gain a reputation i was able to then kind of expand and like go out and do my own thing uh just like because of that everyone starts from somewhere you start there you build your way up and like who knows one day i mean yeah. is there ever been an interest of yours of hopefully working on mcc one day uh yeah no, i mean i think i think anyone who works in the event space would want to work on mcc it's yeah you know i i don't i'm not, I'm not counting on it I, i'd very much like to though i've, I've applied in the past yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's something hard, like, to get into. But, I mean, we're going to talk about it a bit yeah. later on. But uh, you're working for Block Wars, which is also a really, really big tournament as well. So Yeah, yeah, Block Wars. But that's something we'll touch on in a little bit. With that being said, then, so you sent me, like, you sent me maybe about 25. You you sent me over 25 events, because that's where the tweet came from. I counted through them. Uh, so you sent me over 25. However, I've picked out six yeah. specific ones that uh, either I know of or just the name caught my eye uh, to talk about. Uh, so we're just going to run through them. You don't have to go into too much depth, because I imagine you probably can't go into too much depth for most of them. Uh, but just I just kind of want to hear about your experience, or maybe like if something cool happened, do you yeah. remember that kind of jazz, you know? So uh, the first one comes from one that you've started working on recently, being MC Wipeout. So how did that yeah, come so- well, I actually didn't start working on it recently. MC Wipeout's been a thing since April of last year. Yeah, but then... Uh, and I, I've, been, I've been working on it since the very start. Oh, it's have become... you? Oh, my bad. Yeah. Sorry, I thought, I thought I, you were quite new I, to MC I, Wipeout. No, so Jay... J- when Jay was starting on it, he DM'd me and just like out of nowhere asked me like for advice. Uh, I ended up joining and starting working on it. Uh, I was kind of like I was kind of just doing advisory stuff. Um, I helped out a bit with like server setup. I ended up running a lot of like the first season events. The first season was like a complete mess because That's Jay was kind of yeah, it, it was a new thing. Jay was busy and also didn't really know what he was doing. Like I'm sure he'll listen to this, uh, but like he didn't really know what he was doing. Um, and I was also busy, so I couldn't always help. But I, so I ended up having to do a lot of the management myself uh so it was a bit of a mess but we, we learned a lot from it so then when we went into season two we kind of like i we, we both put a lot more focus into it into like the planning and like exactly like what we wanted it to be i i and now you're going to season three i'm taking a much more leadership role mm. like I, I was in season two as well but now i'm like i'm listed as a co-owner i do a lot of the team management i do a lot of server admin i'm doing some of the development now as well mm. i i help with jay with the marketing too i, I write a lot of the tweets so it's very it's a very it's a very big project to work on the the scale of it is like it's completely different to any other event i've worked on because of like the scale of it like it hasn't we have have like 250 creators this season so it's a completely different scale and it's the idea as well right the idea of it's just different to your normal tournament as well yeah it's not your like regular like mini game tournament like it's you really don't see events that are like this like because this is basically this is a completely movement based event like there's no pvp involved 
like there's nothing like that like it's it's a movement based it's not parkour but it's it's a movement based event but it is still partially parkour. in teams it, yeah no, it's partially parkour but it's a movement based event which really like it's and like it, i guess it kind of is one of a kind like there really haven't been many events that are like that which i think is why it's probably done as well as it has yeah. because it's such a unique thing compared to all the other events that are being ran like including by me something different soon yeah uh, this isn't me trying to swindle my way in because i've already talked to i have contact with jay i've already talked to jay about this season um i i, I actually i talked to jay about being in this season but then i was too late for my, like kind of asking um so this isn't me trying to swindle my way in but this is like something i'd like to plan in the future which i i feel like i can i feel like i can stand a chance of being in the future maybe um but like it's, it's also just really fun to watch uh i remember watching back vods of like when i started getting into this community and i found out about salmon Lord. i remember watching salmon Lord's performance in it and then uh there was also the viewer one as well i didn't watch it i didn't play in it either but there was a viewer one that happened fairly recently as well um yeah we, we we've kind of found that the, the the format of the event makes it very easy to like run for the public as well as private because the only thing we have to do like like because if I, I could go run a public event on it right now because all, it, all i have to do is flip a switch and make it so it's not teams mode anymore like it, it's built in a way where it, it works completely the same if it's solo and it's also worked quite well in our favor because you know in terms of marketing people get to watch to get their creators play in these events and then play in them themselves and it, it works a lot in our favor because we, we, we've built quite a big community out of it we average like 130 people in every community event so it, it, it's, it's obviously it's something that's very hard to do and like to replicate for a lot of bigger for, for a lot of different events but because of like the simplicity of like the format of the event it's very it, it's very easy to do yeah exactly and that's what makes it so different and so cool it's like you can as we mentioned include viewers and that kind of thing yeah uh but yeah any any other experience with wipeout then uh other than like kind of your thoughts on have you ever had like a funny moment that you can think of or just like i said because we're, we're going through so many tournaments it's kind of just like brief kind of chats about them kind of thing. yeah if that's okay with you yeah course. i mean it yeah of course i mean there's there's been a lot of good moments with wipeout i think i don't i can't really be able to like pinpoint one moment but like it's i think what i I've, i said this quite recently in the creator discord for it like it's a it's one of the most like i, I guess rewarding is the right way so it's one of the most rewarding events i get to do because because of the scope of it the way we format it we're able to include so many more people we have like we have big creators in it, but we also have a lot of small creators in it um where we the, because of the nature of the qualifiers we we get to include a lot of people from different time zones that wouldn't be able to make a regular event uh time so it's I'm very glad to be working on it because it is it's such a unique thing it's such a unique event and the 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 way we've been able to like make it succeed I think I, I'm 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 proud of like how it's come and I think it's it's definitely something I, I'd like to see more events of in the future rather because I feel like a lot of events right now are kind of I I could go on about that for hours but like and there's a lot of events that are the same uh, so I think it's gonna be fair to make one that's more unique yeah that's fair enough so the next one i want to talk about then is pride games so this is one that i somewhat got to play in not every single one but i got to play in the one that you open up to the public and i'm not sure if you know this you, you probably don't i've only been in this community since march so i'm i've not really been here for like the old stuff so I've, i think there's been previous pride games not sure if you've ever worked on one uh like before which i think you have but like i i only know really this year's one so this is the one i could talk about but i, I watched mm -hmm. it there was uh so i played in the hide and seek there was a capture the flag and there was a lockout no it was on lockout it was just bingo right yeah it's just i i it's speed run bingo it's kind of like That's lockout one, yeah. but like it's it's also it's not it's, it's, i call it bingo but it's not bingo like it's just get the list of achievements like there, but there's no bingo isn't involved in it at all i just call it that 
Yeah, well, I mean, just for the sake of it, bingo. Makes our life a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, with, with the... Uh, with, with, so, the first one was Capture the Flag. So, have you have you worked on previous Pride games, or was that your first? Uh, so, Pride games has been running uh, between Dotwave and Caboodle. It ran in 2021, which I was involved in, because I didn't know anyone back then. And then it ran in 2022. I, I was involved in 2022. I, that, what happened was... Because uh, the the collaboration between Caboodle and Dotwave was kind of like Dotwave would like help produce it, uh, and Caboodle would like organize it, but Dotwave didn't have any developers available. So Caboodle had tweeted being like, "Hey, are there any like servers or developers that would be able to help us?" Uh, and I I replied, and then I DM I got a DM from her, and I ended up. I, what I ended up doing for that one is I. I was kind of like thrown in and was like, we have a month to make, we have three weeks to make this event. And they told me what they wanted. And I was like, this, we cannot do this in three weeks. I'm sorry. Uh, so I basically, I came up with the speedrun bingo game. Uh, it was actually an idea I came up randomly with at 4 a.m. when was I was in a call with them. 2022 or 2023? Sorry. This was 2022. Got you. Okay. Uh, I, this, I came up with the speedrun bingo game, like literally randomly in a call. I was like, look, th- this is easy. It doesn't require much work. It's a good way to get donations. Uh, so we can do it like this. And then I, I went for, I went through, I did all the concepting for it. I brought in some friends to help with the building. Uh, one of the Dotwave artists did all the models. I had to develop the whole thing, and I was not good at development back then. So it was, it was kind of a, it was a bit of a shit show, <laughs> uh, but it worked. It was very stressful because it was my first event of that scale I'd ever worked on. It was my first one that I'd done with, like with bigger creators in it. Uh, it, it was really like it was a completely different experience, uh, and there were like some organizational challenges um that were kind of that i kind of had to deal with as well like uh like to do with like the players and the graphics and stuff that i ended up having to do a lot of it too uh but then this year's one i had a lot more control over uh i, I started working on it in may i like the beginning of may um and it, it went yeah I, I had full control so it was a lot better so each game then so capture the, so a question and i mean I, f- I feel like the answer is really really obvious but i'm gonna ask anyways was every single person who played in the uh Capture the flag and the bingo. Were they all part of the LGBTQ community or no? Yeah, that that was it was something we actually kind of went back and forth on a bit for this year of whether we want if whether we wanted to do it differently. But we had that that was how it ends up being. It was it's all LGBTQ people. Uh, obviously it's a very big community. Um, yeah. So we were able to get a lot of people. It, it wasn't it's not hard to find a hundred gay people. Funnily enough, <laughs> in Minecraft Twitter. So yeah. Because I mean, I'm not sure if this was unintentional, but I'm I'm straight. I'm not part of the LGBTQ. I'm a, I'm a big support of the LGBTQ community. I mean, right now I'm still wearing my pride skin. My Discord main Discord, uh, like the actual Discord itself, not profile. That Discord like picture is still pride. Like I still just have the the flag at the back of the profile because I've just never really changed it. However, I played in the hi- the hide and seek one. But I'm not part of the LGBT. So was that like was that meant to be on the LGBT as well? Or was that one more open? No, so that was so like when I was like planning. This- this year's one i was like i know we're gonna do creative events because that's how we get donations but i also want to do like a public event yeah because having being able, being able to get the public in it is obviously a lot of fun uh so the public event was a redo of an event we made in january so block block hunt was an event we made back in january when dot wave and evnt merged uh it was okay. a big project between a lot a lot of a lot of creatives uh i didn't lead it i worked i was in the management for it though uh, and we basically said this is an easy event that we can run. We know it all works perfectly. Uh, it, people can play in teams. People can play in solos. It's fun. We can just give a bit of a pride overlay 
um and then run it in the public uh it was all and it worked it worked completely well it worked the same way we did when we did it back in january except it was fully open to everyone yeah. uh and it was it was a lot of fun because uh i have a very funny clip because i got to play in the second one on a sunday i believe it was day two i'm not sure if you remember the clip of me uh of me going into the among us room and just killing everyone <laughs> um i think i saw that yeah the, the among us was a was a fan favorite uh, yeah. in that game uh, so funny and then then we go to like the cinema room because uh, I, was, I was gonna make it yeah but i just never got around to it and we go into the cinema room and everyone's just like throwing tomatoes at me and booing me <laughs> in their voice calls <laughs> oh it was so funny it was, it was such a yeah, it was it, such a good event it was great because um I, yeah. I i made a tweet about it at the time as well uh, for pride games and uh I, I i made a tweet i was like why do all the cool events have to be like during pride like as a joke this was very very slash j by the way i want to be i want to be clear with this uh, as, as like why why do all the cool the cool events have to be during pride when i can't compete because obviously they were pride only events um <laughs> yeah because like because oh, that bingo one it's so funny and even the capture the flag one i was like curse me um but it was really fun to watch i i donated as well i i donated during the capture the flag one uh so and i also i donated because i played in minecraft mania pride as well and i donated during that so you know I'm a, I'm a big supporter uh so it's, it's like, that's that's why it's very i just want that's why i'm reiterating it's very slash j like i wasn't actually intentionally being toxic i you know yeah uh, no of course it's just, it's just like when these cool events come out and i'm like oh i'm, I'm missing out but you know it's cool nonetheless yeah. that, uh, that was that that must have been fun to work on as well then that event Especially yeah that it, it was it yeah no, it was uh, this year's was definitely good because all, all of like all three events were redos of old events but yeah. it was so capture the flag uh so we did an event for x games back in january okay uh it was like a it was an x games tournament and I, it was live on the x games channels uh it all, we had like a clip of it played on espn uh oh, during sick. that as well which was funny uh so what we'll, we'll, so that, that was we kind of had to modify a lot because that was a 5v5 tournament and capture the flag was one of the games and i originally was going to do like a like a mega capture the flag as a public event and then i realized that would be really really bad scuffed, yeah. so what I, yeah so what i did is i upped it to what do we do we did four teams of six across two days uh so i basically worked with our developer very closely uh to uh update it to we so we up the team out we had a brand new map built which looked really cool we had a bunch of new abilities added as well to like because obviously you know redoing a game you, you'll learn a lot from the first time you've run it like what issues there were so we kind of we kind of used the opportunity to build upon the original game and make it better like improve some of like the the game design issues that we had in the first version um and we imposed a new donation system as well which was really good um and then speedrun bingo was also a redo because obviously i did it the previous year in 2022 but i also did it uh we did another charity event for the charity life pack back in february uh it was the exact same format 100 creators we had a lot of big creators in that one um and because i i I recoded that entire event from scratch i basically just reused all that code for pride games and just added all the pride features so and then block was also redo. so it was just it was very it was a lot of fun because it was all a big redo so we didn't have to code any like we didn't, obviously we had to write new code but like we didn't have to do, design any new games completely so we kind of had, had got to have a lot of fun with like the pride theming and come up with like cool like pride cosmetics like the yeah. gay bomb for example which the is funny then <laughs> the, the game was yeah we, like, we got to have fun with like these sin- yeah we got to have fun with like sitting on like w- what can we put into these games that we already have that like make it funny for pride uh we, we had like a one on uh, speed on bingo and captain flag we had a donation thing where you could donate and it would make that player's crosshair an among us which I thought was quite funny. 
we, we had a cut. We had like we had, we had something like you could make rainbows in the sky. We had unicorns. Like it was just like coming up using the steam and these pigs games to just kind of make them more fun, make them funny. And it silly was honestly, goofy, yeah. it was really fun. Yeah, exactly. Just silly give it. It was really fun, and everyone really enjoyed it. And we raised a lot of money. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, not one of the events I have wrote down. I, I just, I, I don't want to get into, I don't really want to get into this one too much because otherwise we'll be here forever talking about all the events you've been in. Um, but I also played in the Disney Dad Hand and Seek recently as well, which is pretty cool. I came quite close to winning it yeah. actually on the second turn, which I don't know how they saw me in that tree. I don't know how they saw me there, but they saw me <laughs> in the tree. Uh, so, you know, I won't get into it. Uh, but that was, that was fun as well. Like just the hide and seek events are quite cool. I'd love to like play in some more. And once again, this isn't me trying to like turn around and be like, yeah, Jake, hint, 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 hint. I'm just saying like in general, like in the future. Yeah. Cool with, like, I mean, the, the, good, yeah, the good thing about the Disney and hide and seek events is that it really is, it's so minimal effort on my end that like I can like, cause, like so for context, because uh, I know the Imagine Fun owners, me and Will, I've been working with them for a while. So it is literally just the case of me saying, hey, when can we, when are you guys around so we can host an event on your server? I just go in, like everyone wants to participate. So it's really easy to get a bunch of creators. We ended up with more than a hundred last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's something I, we, I'm trying to do it like every six months, roughly. So we'll probably do another one in January. Uh, mm-hmm. Because hide and seek is a, is a very good event format because yeah. it's a it's it's a good format because people get to just kind of have fun and chill with their friends. And it's also competitive. I will say this and hide and seek what the way, the way we have been doing it, I am improving upon because right now if you get caught, you just a spectator, which is really bad if you get caught in like the first minute yeah, and you have to spectate out. for half an hour. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking to the Imagine Fun people. We're gonna switch it up for next time because obviously the priority is content. I want people to be able to have fun but also have good content. Yeah, exactly. Um. So I'm definitely going to be working on that to make it better because hide and seek is really only fun if you're doing something the whole time. Yeah. Because otherwise you just kind of sit, sitting, sit there spectating for for ages. Yeah, which is an ideal. I mean, just I guess just an idea, and I don't know if this would even work or if it's even a good idea. I've literally just thought of it, and maybe just have people come back as ghost hiders where they can continue hiding, but they don't get the win, and they're hunted by ghost hunters. I don't know. I don't know, it's, it's not throwing an idea out there. It's not like it's not like a terrible idea, but I think the issue is, is that like if people are like, oh well, I I, I can hide, but it won't make any impact. Oh, to true, the game yeah. People will just not. People it will be the same as spectating for people really because they yeah, can't be true, seen, they can't be caught. So making people see because like it's it's not the most ideal solution, but it's definitely the best one. Uh, and it lets people still have still have fun. It lets people continue to like make content. Yeah. Um, and also seeking is quite fun because uh, I I've I've been seeking in the last couple times we've done this event i uh, see the final it's... the bonus pride hide and seek i see in that that's when i killed all the among yeah <laughs> it, it, seeking is definitely still fun uh yeah. so i think that's definitely the most ideal solution for that type of event that's fair yeah i was just i was just curious on on the idea of it uh because i mean luckily enough i mean i've already interacted with them i mean i have on twitter with one of them but i actually kind of interacted with more creators that event as well uh one of them being olive hoodies who i've interacted with before but just more so in that event which was pretty cool just having a laugh with people kind of meeting new people is always quite nice so the next one then that you sent me one of the ones that you sent me and it, and it really caught my eye okay because what, what mc prom what what is that <laughs> <laughs> okay so mc prom was not originally created by, by me mc prom was created by two event organizers argon and will uh they created that event in 2021 Why not argon? uh because right, yeah because so they were they were both like the main event organizers in the scene at the time so they they came up with mc prom they ran it i think it was in june of 2021 uh and it was it was a big success everyone had loads of fun um and i, I again i wasn't the creator at the time so i had nothing to do with it but when uh i was like becoming closer with will uh will jammed me into call with argon at one point was like let's plan mc prom 2 
uh, and we did. And when Argon made his own studio, Argon made Button Studios in the beginning of that year, and he invited me to it so we could work on MC From. And it was a big, but basically a big creative team and one developer, Paul Marcus. Um, we concepted MC From. We came up with a bunch of new games, a bunch of new features. What, what is it? What is MC From? Sorry, that's that's MC like, From. Let's cut you off. MC From is a MC From is a it's a big social event. It's an event where we have we have games, we have we have passive mini games, we have active mini games, we have live performances, cosmetics. Like it's basically just a big like two hour event where everyone can come in. They get to hang out with friends. They get to play the games. They get to listen to the music. Oh, so it's not it's role playing a, a prom. No, it's it's just a big social event, oh, uh, and it's, it was really fun. Actual prom. <laughs> no, no, it, it's a it's a big it's a big social event where everyone gets to come in, play games, have fun, like hang out with their friends. Like it's it was really cool to see because I think we like because we we invited we invited like 150 people. I think 100 showed up, and like seeing everyone just kind of like mingle in their friends group and then going in, like into other VCs and talking to people. Like it was just. Yeah. Every Everyone just there having a good time, um, and everyone seemed to really like it. It was a lot of fun. Um, is there going to be so? So what? What? What were some of the games then? Uh, so we had we had hide and seek. We well, obviously because that's a, that was a very basic one. We had block party, like for the, like from the the old hive game. We yeah. had uh, what else did we have? We had we had a crafting mini game, which I still don't know. I don't really know why we had that because it really made no sense. It was not, but it, it was fun. We, we originally had like a, a tag game. But we, I think we cut it because it wasn't very fun. Uh, we had we had a big PvP battle. It, it was like a duo's PvP battle. Uh, so it was like the Royal Deathmatch. And the people that won became the, like, the prom royalty. Uh, oh, we, we chicken fight. We did that too. Uh, where everyone just like goes on. You, ha- you sit on your duo's head. And you have to like be the last duo standing. Uh, it, it, that was a lot of fun. And we had passive minigames too. Because basically what, how the format was is we open the server. Like 20 minutes. Then we had the performances. And then we'd have a minigame. And then a five minute break between each minigame. So in between the minigames there were passive minigames. We had Dunk Tank. We had parkour. We had a scavenger hunt. Just like lots of little things for people to do. Like there, there was a cosmetic room. There was a place we can get food. Uh, so it's just it, it was a really good example of utilizing Minecraft to create a, like a, an experience, not just like a, a competitive event, but to create a full experience where like like we modified the sky to make it really look like you were in space on the moon. Like we had these cool party effects and like on the dance floor, we had like. Th- I think we had like 150 custom models. You went all uh, out. Yeah. It was, yeah, we went all out, and it was on a, a it was on a pretty small budget as well. Uh, I'm not gonna say the number, but it was it was pretty small. Yeah, but it, it was it's really I think one of like the best examples still to this day of creating a full experience in Minecraft, and it's one I'm definitely gonna we're definitely gonna do it. I don't know when we're gonna do it again because obviously you know you need money to do these things. Yeah. Uh, but it's something I everyone enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed it. It was just it was the most stressful thing ever <laughs> uh, because at the at the time because basically how it worked was Will wasn't really involved this time because he was doing other things. So it was me and Argon were leading it. Jordan was kind of like overseeing it because Dot Dot Wave kind of like. We kind of, we guess we kind of like sold it technically to Dot Wave because they funded they funded it along with Jellybean who was also the host. Uh, but because Ar- but Argon was also busy with his other job at the time, so I basically managed the entire thing solo, like the entire team, like all the development. I ran I ran all the tests. I had to fix all the bugs on the server. Uh, but it was a really it was a really good experience. It helped me learn a lot. And overall, like like I said, it's it's a very unique event and it's a really good experience. I think. That's fair enough, yeah. So I know I'm not really leaving too much of like an input on these. It's just because I just, I just more just wanted to hear about them. You know, like these specific mm-hmm. ones, just hearing about your experience with them and like 
you know, I, I'm not really an event coder myself. I haven't played in many events. I'm playing in Mayhem at the end of the month, which is pretty cool. And I've played in Mania. Uh, obviously, I've played in some of your events, which I mentioned. Hopefully, one day, MCY pants will that. But, like, because it's not just me hearing these and asking questions when I have questions, because I don't actually know what these are, kind of thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I could talk about these events for hours, really, because, like, I, like, I, like MC Fung was such, like, a good, was, like, a good chunk of my, of my summer. Yeah. It, it pretty much was my summer. I remember, like, I think I was in, like, somewhere somewhere in europe um during the summer and like just like sitting outside what trying to like work on mc prom like get like work on the server like debug stuff with the with the team while i was away and it's like the beach today all right let me just bring my laptop No, no, genuinely, like that—that that is that is what, but that was what that was for me. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I got to like work with a lot of new people. I was the first time I worked with Marcus. Uh, who's yeah. a ve- he was a—he's a very talented developer. We worked in MC Prom together, and then we worked on a lot of Dot Wave and EVNT events together. Uh, I learned—I've learned a lot from him. He's one of—he's one of my closest friends, and he's a very talented developer. And like working on, like I got to work with like a lot of talented artists on it as well, and it was—it was very fun. I do remember one funny moment from it. It's like like on like the last few days leading up to the event. I would like projected a countdown on my wall to when MC Pong would start. So I like had like felt like the pressure ticking down. Like, I was trying to like fix all like the bugs and like make sure everything was working properly. That's class. So good. <laughs> You're just sitting there looking at your walk crap. Only two days left. It's just right above your head in bright red. Yeah, exactly. It was it was really fun. I, you know, if you're an event organizer, really pressure yourself by like constantly having a big countdown looming over you. Well, can't relate with like the countdown idea, but like one podcast, I was, I was, um, uh, I originally recorded it with someone, and then that podcast never went out uh, for reasons I won't get into. Um, but like I ended up recording one of the podcasts on the Wednesday, and the podcast was due to come out on Friday. So the entirety of Thursday, I actually it was quite convenient because on my way to work, I slipped and injured my back, um, which was in, it was which was convenient because like work didn't want me at work, so they made me stay at home. So I spent the entirety yeah. of Thursday editing the podcast from like seven a.m. in the morning until getting it just done until like seven p.m. at night. Because I also had to do other stuff during the day throughout, and then uh, I ended up getting that podcast uploaded the next day. So it's kind of like that, like with the whole pressure thing. Yeah. So because so I didn't miss a week, I literally yeah. said I found someone last minute. It was Bertha, darling. Uh, I was like to her, "Yep, yeah, are you down? Like, you, I know you're meant to be coming on next month, but let's move you forward to Wednesday. This was on a Monday. And she's like, "Great, okay." Announce her on the Monday or something like that. Record on the Wednesday, upload on the Friday. So. You know, that's that's the kind of pressure aspect of being able to. Relate. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I remember for Pride Games this year. I am um, like, because we even though we started work early, we kind of couldn't do a lot until quite close to the time. So like every single day, I'd be like running tests, and then I'd go back to Marcus, and we'd fix a load of bugs, and then we'd run another test the next day, and it was just like every single day was like just constantly working on it. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a very big project, and MC Prong was the same. It was me basically waking up and spending most of the day just on the server, just going around and fixing little things and like coding a couple last minute things and like making sure like the performance was ready and making sure we had all the creators in and the art was done and that we had the, all the tweets scheduled and all the marketing and the videos were edited. Like it was, it's a very big project. And but like it was a good experience for me because I've done a lot of bigger projects now in like the last year since we did that event. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, so we're getting into the last three now. Um, 
and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on from like the events topic uh so this is one that i'm a bit more familiar with just the, the idea of it really more not what you've done with it because i'm not even sure if you've done minecraft with this as i'm looking at the names i'm quite curious is twitch rivals so you, you what you sent me is you worked on three different twitch rivals uh so i've kind of just categorized it all yes. as like one singular twitch rival was this was this minecraft yeah all, all three of these were minecraft oh god the name just does not imply minecraft <laughs> to me anyways because the, the names you gave me were uh um, Fellowship of Twitch, Ringcraft, oh, yeah, I guess that's Minecraft, and Niana's Longest Aliva. I feel like I've said those yeah, wrong. No, but... they, it was, yeah, they were, they were all Minecraft. So the first two were Lord of the Rings based events because the, the new Amazon Lord of the Rings series, Amazon Prime Lord of the Rings series, I think was coming out around that time. So we made two events. They were completely unrelated from each other. Uh, one of them... It was... I don't even fully remember what the context of it was. It, so Fellowship of the Twitch was like this big walkthrough experience where like there were multiple challenges they'd have to do along the way to like complete the end goal. I'm sure it, it was related to the Lord of the Rings story. I've, I've never seen it, so I couldn't really tell you. Uh, but it was this really long walkthrough walk that these creators played. It was like this... It wasn't really that, that... Okay, technically, that one wasn't Twitch Rivals. That was like a Twitch marketing or something. It was like related to TwitchCon. Um... Like they played it like on the way to TwitchCon or something like that. Okay. And Ringcraft w- was a Twitch Rivals event. It was like this big mini game event. It was multiple mini games based on Lord of the Rings. Uh, again, I, I that that was one where I, I, can't, I can't really talk about this too much. But we basically had like a few. We had, we had a very limited time to make all of like these games and like work with resources we had. Um, also, it was an entirely Spanish event, and we had like two Spanish-speaking people on our team. So that Ooh, was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we, we had to kind of figure out, we had to kind of figure out that, uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was very stressful, but that was a, that was a fun event, uh, when it worked. It was a little bit scuffed because we had so little time, but. But then Nyana's Longest Aliva, uh, so Nyana, so this was a, this, I don't know if you've ever seen the TV show Survivor, but it's based on that. I, I see, I'm it was a survi- names, I've probably seen it, but just don't remember it kind of thing. It's basically, you have like three tribes on this island and they have to like compete in challenges. Uh, okay. and like, oh, and then yeah, at, yeah. at the end of a challenge, yes. they basically vote someone out to be kicked off the island. Yes, yes, yes. I think, yes. I, I, I've never seen it. Um, I've never <laughs> seen it be real, but so the work, so I know this event as Survivor because that was our working title, but the official name, it was Nyana's Longest Liver featuring Minecraft. Um, uh, Nyana's is a, is a big VTuber creator. Okay. So it was, she was like the, the host, she was like the host of it. Got um, and it, we had a, we had a bunch of VTubers in it. It was like 18 creators, I think. Uh, and there's basically them competing in a bunch of, uh, mini games on this big island. And then at the end of each mini game, the, the tribes would go into voting and they'd vote someone off. And then we'd merge the tribes and then it would basically keep going until there was only one person left. We had like a big final vote. Uh, it was... That I think is definitely one of my favorite events we've ever we've ever done. It was because we we went really hard on the theming for it. Like we had like uh, like over two hundred fifty models, I think, like to create this like big island set. Uh, it was very well themed. We had like custom sounds for it. We had all like this cool art made. Uh, and all the mini games were fun. And the creators like had so much fun in it. Uh, like if you if you watch the vods back, like they all just really enjoyed it. The games were really fun, and it was also like. I think a big aspect of that event was kind of the social part of it because it had voice. We had voice chat on it, uh, so in between games they'd be going around and like talking to to each other because they had to vote people out. 
uh, so it became very personal. It, it led to a lot of like it's kind of like I don't, I don't, I don't know if you watch much, much Mr. Beast, but the, uh, the when he got like the ages one through one hundred in the boxes, yeah, like people started making personal like enemies, and then they got voted out because of it, all that kind of jazz. So yeah, exactly. I, I, it was I, it was I like that. Making a comparison, like people who might not get the idea, it's like it's like Mr. Beast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that video. Yeah, yeah, no, but it, it is though, and I think it was it really interesting because we we ran a load of tests for this event, obviously leading up to it, and like you know, when we'd get to like the part of the test. Where, like okay we need to vote someone out i would literally just be like okay you everyone just like pick someone to vote out or i'm just gonna pick someone and so we can move on with the test but then when we get to the event and all these crazies like some of them know each other some of them don't but they they've spent like the lot because it was a three-day event so that they, they spend all this time together like playing these games together and hanging out and then they get to the point where they have to actually vote someone out and it becomes actually very emotional because they, they've formed these like connections with each other and they've made these bonds and they've had and, and now they have to like kick someone out and so it's like yeah. it was very sad but it was very interesting to like see the difference between the testers and the creators and honestly i i still think it's like one of the best events we've ever done i think i i really hope we do a season two one day because if, it was just a really it was a really fun event and all the games were really fun um they were made to like be not made for minecraft pros because most of these people didn't really play minecraft but they were the, the games were all still a lot of fun and i'm glad i'm, I'm glad we did it like that but yeah it, it was very good from when this podcast is coming out as i mentioned at the start last week's podcast would have been like an smp one um on it me and ajax talk about how like you know a lot of fans and i, and I was very open in saying this like a lot of fans or viewers can't like sometimes can't separate the like the character with like the creator kind of thing like they can't some sometimes mm-hmm. like we, we, was, we was kind of using dream smp as an example where like a lot of people would get annoyed at like certain people the way they treated tommy in the dream smp but like that was the character and the creator being different people and like, they didn't actually hate tommy in real life so it's like you had to kind of i assume with this you had to get creators in this who wouldn't take it personally like if they formed a connection and got voted out they'd be able to separate the content and the character are they content and the person sorry if that makes yeah. any sense like if like say like yeah, me like... and you me and you are playing right and we form this massive bond and then you turn around and you vote me out that doesn't mean you hate my guts or don't want to talk to me anymore outside of content it's just content and creator being separated yeah and like they all know like i'll be real i didn't know I think the only creator I, I like knew who they were in this event was was CPK. I didn't know anyone else that, who was in this event. Oh, CPK uh, was in it, cool. It was a, yeah, it was it was funny. It was CPK and a bunch of VTubers. I don't really know why. Uh, it was it was <laughs> funny. But like yeah. But I so I didn't know any of these creators. But I, I think it was kinda of like I think they a lot of them knew each other. Uh but he, even so, like I think I think most people kind of get the distinction that like you know it, when someone voted someone else off like it wasn't them hating them and, and the creators obviously know that but, but i feel like the community's like i feel like for the most part people get it i think and i think if they don't like it's a small i don't know I, 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 I yeah yeah exactly it's a, it's a very small group but like for the most like it went it was very it went very smoothly and like people yeah, and it's for content. So people did what they had to do for content. But we, we've kind of brushed over the whole fact that this is Twitch Rivals, by the way. Like, this is, this is, you've, you've worked with Twitch Rivals. That's, like, despite what it is, that must be crazy, like, working with, with that, you know? Like, especially for the CV, like, you turn around and, yeah, I've worked with Twitch Rivals three times. You know, no biggie. <laughs> you know, like, how, yeah. how, how is that? Exactly. How is working with Twitch Rivals in general, not just the events, but just the idea of it? How is that? It's I th- it, it was kind of different on like the the different events we worked on because uh like we, we like between different events we ended up working with like different broadcast teams. It honestly it, it's a good experience because you're working with people like 
I think the difference between doing a trials and doing like a regular event is that you are like we're, we're for the trials like for Vincraft for example we were handed a detailed documentation of like these are all the games and this is what we have to do which obviously makes it a lot easier with Survivor we had we had more creative input but I think overall working on Twitch trials is kind of like it's it it's a it's a lot stricter I think is one thing like, like it, at the end of the day it's a broadcast they have a strict schedule they need to stick to they have a place they have places where obviously they have to do like sponsorship reads and stuff like that there's like certain guidelines you have to adhere to to make sure like like sponsors don't get angry and stuff like that that's the same with any kind of marketing obviously uh so work with travels is it's a lot stricter. But it's also, it's a good opportunity to meet people and to make these kind of, like, like you said, like, you know, very good for the CV. Like, I, I, I put on my CV, like, oh, I've worked with Twitch, I've worked with Lenovo, I've worked with X Games. It's crazy. Because, uh, yeah, it, it's, but, yeah, honestly, but, but at the end of the day, working on a Twitch Rails event really isn't, like, at least in the leading up to the event, it, the workflow really isn't too different from working on a regular event because we still have to, you know, get all, like, the documentation done and code all the games and do all the art. Like, and then like, the only different re- difference really is is that like you know at the end of the day we'll get we'll get into a call with the client and then they just show them what it is. But even that we would do with a lot of other activations. I'm not just touching on the idea it's of really... just being Twitch rivals, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, yeah, completely. But like, at the end of the like for me, like the Anasongus Live was a was a one of my favorite events. Not because it was Twitch rivals, just because it was a good event. Like yeah, I would have enjoyed yeah. that event if we hadn't done it with Twitch. But doing it with Twitch is definitely like it's definitely it, cool. it has its pros and cons. But it's, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do agree. Uh, so. One of the final two is a pretty big one, and probably I mean I wouldn't say it's the biggest one you've worked on because I can't judge that. But out of the ones like I know it to me, name wise, it's the biggest one. Block Wars. So once again, I'm not judge. I'm not. This yeah. isn't from you. I'm saying just name wise from what I've seen, I judge like Block Wars is one of the bigger ones because um, it is technically the biggest. Yeah. Biggest no, no, it definitely, it definitely, it definitely is. Yeah. What exactly do you do do with Block Wars then? What's your impact there? Uh, I I am a video editor for Block Wars. So oh, I've okay. uh, I do the uh, I've done I've done some of the highlights for them. I did like a couple of the announcement videos because obviously Blockhorse is on break right now. Yeah. So it's kind of just preparing for the next season or like when we come back from break. But it, it's kind of funny because like out of all the events I've worked on, Blockhorse is probably the event I do the least on. Like I you know I always like you know I, everyone in there is really great and it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to to be a part of. It's a very big event. It's a it's a very large scale like the production behind it. Um, which is why I'm not a developer on it because I I'm nowhere near talented enough to to work with on the power of the the devs over at Blood Wars that they are all they're built very different. I'll, I'll say that. I thought, I thought you worked on it. That's shocking to me. Like the, I guess like I just said it's like one of the biggest name ones, and it's the one the only one that you don't actually work as a dev on. You don't do like you don't yeah. do the code or anything. You, you it's still cool yeah. what you do by the way. I'm not trying to know what you do. It's just everything no, you've yeah, about you've done like dev work on it, and then the one event where I'm like, oh yes, yeah, it's the biggest name one I know. It's like oh yeah i just i just edited the videos <laughs> yeah i mean you see that i mean to be fair like mc prom i did a very small amount of coding on uh, pride so games i did about i pride games did about half the coding on survivor i didn't do any coding on but i did a lot of i did uh all the server admin for it oh yeah oh so uh, the all the twitch rivals went sideways i did the server admin for that i didn't code any of that uh i mean still had an games like i didn't code for is what i mean yeah yeah no yeah block wars yeah block wars is is for kind of funny that is like the biggest thing i work on but it is the one i have the smallest impact on no no but, you have a big impact edits in the videos like you know because yeah, I, I, like, I do i do the videos yeah uh oh, i no. did i haven't done any of the update videos i did the update, patreon announcement no that's i did the patreon announcement video i did the pride charity announcement video but that's still a big that's still a uh, big like impact though 
No, yeah, no, I was like, it, 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 impact was the wrong word. Like, it's the least amount of work I do on yeah, every project. Yeah. Like, like com compared to Pride Games, where I coded half of the event, and I did all of the marketing and the creative design, and I got all the creators, and yeah. I made the discos. Like, I, compared to that, like, I do very minimal work on Block Wars, but it's, it's a good thing to be a part of, and, you know, everyone there is really nice, and it's, like, fun, like, you know, like, I'll always, like, chime in if I ever, like, have a thought on a discussion that's being had. Um, but it's, yeah, it's... I just feel like it's the second, it's, it's, yeah, it's the second biggest event, realistically. Uh, and it's a, it's a very good event. I think a lot of, like, if you look at it from the surface, a lot of people may not realize, but, like, the work that goes on behind the scenes is, like, a lot more than you would think. I can imagine. Like, it's, like, you know, like, obviously, when Block Wars started, it was, like, a few friends just, like, having fun. And it's grown to, like, it's a, this full, massive production now with, like, and, like, the development work behind it is insane. And then, like, they get all the game designs, like, everything is so thought out. Everything is so organized. Like, it's really, like, it's on a different level to a lot of the events, like, I, even like I've, I've I've run myself in terms of, like the organization like it's and, and also you'll consider that everyone that works with Block Wars is volunteer so like, everyone kind of, or, everyone is for kind of thing, yeah. yeah exactly which is which I think is even more impressive about it because you, know, you look at Pride Games and like yeah like most people in Pride Games were paid like a decent amount like so like the Twitch Rivals everyone was paid but then like Block Wars it's really at, like the same level to those but everyone does it volunteer which i think is what's real is one of the like really awesome things about it yeah which is nice to see as well like because it's passion and if they're doing it for free it's like i'm not saying the people who got paid for like prize yeah. games and stuff didn't put passion into it because you can see they put passion into it but block was his only passion because like, you're voluntarily doing it you're not getting paid for it you are choosing to do that kind of thing yeah exactly and, and then, like, i do obviously oh, yeah. like like i said i do i volunteer on a lot of projects like a lot of the events i work on i work on for free just out of passion. Like, like pride games all of pride games i did for free i didn't get paid for pride games um but like it's something i enjoy like it's the work i enjoy doing that work it's a very fun experience for me uh obviously the only, the only downside is is that when i have money i can't do my own things which is obviously why i'm opening up commissions but yeah like it's if i see something and i'm like i know i will enjoy working on this event then i'll just do it like there's nothing stopping me from doing it i have the ability to i have the time to so like why not obviously it's just nice to get a bit paid for it if you can yeah obviously if you can pay people absolutely pay people um i'm not i've never been in a situation where like i've been made to do work for free when i didn't want to yeah i get that i mean but then you just say no anyway it's like you know i guess you've never yeah, been in a exactly. position where you've been guilt tripped there you go yeah as, 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 i don't know i hope that's good wording for it me to judge that but that's how i'd word anyone from me and then the final one then for events because i mean i know you're not in any rush and i'm not in any rush either to be honest i just don't want the podcast to drag on too long especially like just kind of talking about experience with events um because we've now been recording for an hour and 14 minutes so <laughs> uh but i'm Let's i'm go. happy i'm happy to obviously drain this one out a bit i mean the film one was over two hours so you know probably won't go that long but obviously i just want to this is like the final one for the rap uh, thing and this is one that kind of stood out yeah. to me again like the mc prom woman games what because i know i know mc wipeout did a woman only event or like i think it was like women and non-binary event i believe yeah um, so what's, yeah that what's was woman games never heard of so it. that was an event uh i don't know if you know who ava jc is but oh, of it course was I do, yeah <laughs> yeah so ava i for I, f when you, when, I don't even remember when that event was. It was like March or something like that. Because uh, Ava was reached out to you to like for to be on the front page of Twitch for International Women's Day. Um, 
and everyone messaged me and was like, hey, I've got, I'm going to have a page of Twitch, can we do like an event or something? I was like, sure. Because I, I, well, I was working on another event at the time and I was like, well, I have this code for survival games. We can just make a, make a little survival games event uh, and you can invite a bunch of people to it and we can have it just be an International Women's Day event. Okay. Um, it, it really was as simple as that. Like, it wasn't a complex event at all. Or, like, it was playing old survival games. We, we, I think we did, like, three rounds or something. Um, we had, like, 50 creators, I think. It, it, it wasn't teams. It was all a free-fall. Um, we had voice chat on. It was just this big, fun, casual event uh, to celebrate that day. And, yeah. That's quite cool, actually. It's just a very small, basic one. There's already too much to talk about this one. It's just a survival game. Yeah. International Women's Day. Yeah, there's not too much. I think the one thing that like stands out to me like when I think about that event is that um they're like i like obviously like when people when i run events like i'll get a lot of people being like like i get a lot of good feedback on events um but i remember like specifically after this event and like looking like on twitter and stuff and looking in this one like the event like the feedback on that event was like so overwhelmingly positive like com- like or, like compared to like a lot of events that i've run like it was really it, it was I, I don't know what the word i guess heart it was really heartwarming to see like I'm, like obviously it's a very important day uh and to be able to like help run an event um but like damn many like people had such a good time on like it was i'm very glad i got to do that event because it, it was very fulfilling for me at least sounds quite cool yeah and it's a, it's, a, it's a nice positive day as well like with the pride games it's positive you know it's a good day yeah a good event for a good good day there we go and it started when i said that but you get the point you get the idea <laughs> fair enough i mean is there anything else you want to talk about on the general um event topic idea because this is this we're going to be moving away from it now so uh we'll just do just events in general well yeah i mean just anything else you might want to add just yeah because we're going to be moving away from talking about events i'm talking yeah about, we're gonna move into um let SMPs, me so. let me look at this event the, the only other the only thing that like really stands out in terms of like events to me i guess the, the two i guess okay there was a couple we didn't obviously talk about because i, I brought up x games briefly which is cool yeah uh the bisect game master event is the closest like i've come to to like making like an mcc style event okay it, but in a way but in a, but also like we kind of didn't do it fully like that that was an event that i wasn't it, it was an event we didn't we start back in dot wave before i even worked there i had nothing to do with the event and it was in development for months and months and when i joined it was still in development and then i kind of joined on to help with some of the resource pack things like enhance the way that it looked and to and i ended up i ended up having to like do a lot of work on it that I only bring it up because that's one of like the most stressful event experiences I've had. Oh. Simply because, but we, we, we ran it twice. Oh, like we were, we had a lot, a lot of tests and stuff running up to it, and the event itself ran fine. We had a, actually, okay, that's light. It ran mostly fine. We had, <laughs> we had an issue with scoring, which was still, which we, 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 we ended up fixing. But what happens, you know, nothing uh, ever, ever perfect. Yeah, but what was stressful about it? is because creator sourcing for that was a nightmare we had such a big problem like trying to get creators in and i remember on the day of the event uh i think we were sat in call for like half like like in any like the couple of hours leading up to the event i had to change like 30 people's teams around because oh, like geez. people would drop out uh people people would drop out people would we actually like replace people people were like oh i want to be with this person instead so we had to switch people around uh, i've never had that on any other event um and it was very stressful and the same thing happened with game master 2 because uh, it was the day after the, the Life Pack charity event, where we Life Pack charity event had the exact same thing, funnily enough, where we got to like 
the day of the event and we were like, oh, well, I don't have half the teams here. I would, this is supposed to be a 100 player event. We have like 60 players. We had to go in, like, trying to like find people and like get people in the Discord and try to get people to make teams. We had the exact same thing. It was literally the day before we did Game Master and we had the exact same thing, but we didn't have players. Like, creator sourcing is definitely one of the most stressful things when it comes to an event that has like, you need a set amount of players. I found like Disneyland Hide and Seek doesn't matter. I could have 50, I could have 100, it would make a difference. Yeah. But when it comes to a, a team based event, and people start dropping out, it gets very stressful, very fast. For Pride Games this year, for Speedrun Bingo, I had 18 people drop out on the day of the event. Uh, luckily, I had a lot of backups, but that is like probably like what I find to be one of the most stressful things on events is the creators. With like whether it's getting creators in or getting creators to show up, there's always some problem with like with like it creates for the event. Like this isn't this isn't targeted at anyone specifically, but it, I know it's always something that I find to be like the most stressful part of making events is the creators. Yeah, I mean that's why like most events these days, and as much as like the community doesn't like it, and as much as it's a broad thing to say, it's true. It's why most events just kind of turn to creator events now. Like a lot of your events are like a lot of people are like oh like you know this was a community event one time like and it's why because in in the nicest way possible i guess this kind of like partially comes into like the idea of image as well is creators are more not all the time reliable you know not in this case you know you explained that as a really yeah, well point. i well i mean you know it's definitely true like i we ran uh a couple community versions of the game master event which was a nightmare because doing team events with in public sorry d doing community events when it's teams is pretty much impossible because I don't know who's like I'm opening this up to the public so anyone can show up. Yeah. You don't have to sign up before, you can just show up. So I don't know who's gonna join, who's gonna be on one way in what team, you know. Like it's because I don't have a set number of like Game Master is a hundred player event. We hit a hundred players and someone's like, oh well my was but I wanted to team with this person, but they can't get in because we've hit a hundred players, but you've put this random person on my team. And like there's no good way to do it. So I just kinda I guess kinda don't usually. Uh creators and like at least with creators, like I know this person is going to be on this team. I don't have to worry about like, oh, well, I have 20 extra people who might show up and might want to be with these people. So at least then it's like, even if people drop out, it's more structured in general, I guess. Yeah. I just, I mean, like, like I said, your kind of thing here with like people leaving and stuff doesn't really show what I mean there. But I mean, I guess like with blog wars and stuff, like, yeah, they sometimes have a decent amount of subs out, but for the most part, like it's less stressful kind of thing. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely get that. Uh, creators, for the most part, I will say creators are fine. Um... I think it just is the unfortunate fact that people are people, people, you know, people have emergencies come up. Like, you're never going to be able to have an event where everyone will always be there because life happens. You know, people will get sick, people will have an emergency happen, people's power will go out. Some people yeah. just don't like showing up, which is, which is also a thing, but <laughs> a lot of time, yeah, it is it is unavoidable, unfortunately. Exactly. But it sounded like a fun event, it sounded like Back to the X Life, it did sound really cool. You've mentioned it quite a few times as well, so you might, so you clearly enjoyed it. Uh, is yeah, there, is no, that definitely. ever going to come back as an event, do you reckon, in the future? Or? Uh, well, well, Game Master. Uh, yeah, yeah, do you reckon it'll come back again? Uh, I, I want it to, but I think the issue we, we ran into is that Game Master 2 and Game Master 1 were the exact same event. There were no new games, there were no gameplay changes. Oh, yeah. Doing a minigame style event where nothing changes doesn't really work yeah, because exactly. it gets boring. Yeah, if MCC been running the same thing since MCC one, no one would care about it. I mean, people. Uh, I mean, you with MCC people. Sorry to cut you off. I don't mean to. It's like with really before you carry on. It's like MCC. Even people are saying now because there hasn't been a new game in a while. It's a bit like, <laughs> and that's MCC. Like the pressure's on there now, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Exactly. 
so because we after Game Master Two, Biosec was like, "Oh, well, I think I uh, we should run it again." And I said to them, "If you run it again with no changes, it's gonna fa- fail." Which I think is just it's just the unfortunate reality, especially yeah. when the event is also a charity event. If the goal is to make money for charity and they're not doing anything to try and keep those same viewership numbers up, then it's not really gonna work. Yeah, exactly. So I like I want it to come back, and I'm pushing for it to come back. But at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, it needs a lot of work on it. And work costs money. So yeah, that's really what it always comes down to. Yeah, I get that. I guess moving on a little bit then. Uh, we're we're, we're going to touch on SMPs. So once again, you mentioned a, a good few SMPs to me. However, uh, there's two that I've picked out specifically. And I guess not to call the other ones smaller. It's just, I guess, picking the in quotation marks, the bigger ones. The first one is Caboodle oh, yeah, SMP. Yes, Caboodle SMP. Yeah, they are smaller. It is true. Yeah, yeah. So so Caboodle SMP, what, cause obviously, I, I mean, we can talk about SMPs all day, but like we spent so long <laughs> talking about the events alone and we only mentioned six. <laughs> so I guess that is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which isn't a problem to me. I just don't want like, it to, because obviously, you know, if I just talk about SMPs and events over and over again, people like might be like, hmm, kind of just thing. But yeah, anyway, so yeah. Caboodle SMP, what's your, what's your impact? on that then uh Caboodle SP, i am server manager the developer i do marketing on it i edit all of the cinematics uh, i communicate with the writers to make sure stuff's on track i communicate with caboodle to make sure stuff's on track um my i was meant to just i would do a lot on it i was originally just brought on to like like do a couple small plugins for it but like i ended up growing t- to do so much more simply because it's like a big it's a pretty big production we have a whole team of writers a whole team of artists uh, we have a music team. We have me. Uh, it's it's become a point where like I just it, it's a it's a project that I find fun, so I do a lot more on it. But it also just it needs a lot of work on it because it, it's the way. Okay, I I say this quite a lot. I don't really consider Caboodle SP to be an SMP. It's more of like it's more of just like a a weekly role playing uh thing. It's a weekly it's a weekly it's a weekly role playing event. It's the way I see it. It is an SMP. Like Pirates, I guess, because Pirates is quite role play as well. Well, not really though, because Pi- the difference with Pirates is that anyone can log on to Pirates and they'll be playing and they'll be doing lore. You could do that with Caboodle SMP, but no one really does. People are known to Caboodle SMP for the lore. Uh, fair, for yeah. the most, there's a couple, a couple outliers, but for the most part, most people on the Caboodle SP they will log on for lore and then will lo- won't log on until next week, which is fine. Got but you. I think because of that, for me, it's kind of become to a, it's kind of turned to a thing where it's like it's I don't really see it as an SMP. Because it's just it, like a TV it, show. So yeah, pretty much. Because all like obviously like there's improv, but like every episode is planned out and scripted. We have all these cinematics that we obviously have to write and film and and edit beforehand. It's because it's a very structured thing, which I, which isn't a bad thing at all. But like for me, when I think of like an SM like an SMP, like it's really it really there isn't one, which is I think it's quite funny because it's the biggest one I work on. How like I mean, how is it though? Like behind the scenes is because I mean I I assume this is. I could be wrong in saying this, where like a lot of your time goes is towards Caboodle SMP, because it is, like you said, the biggest one you work on. So how much like how much time a day or a week would you say you spend on working on this? It it kind of varies because realistically, I don't have to do much passive work on it because like I I developed a bunch of features for it at the beginning of the season. Oh, okay. uh, sometimes I'll like yeah. put out tweets whenever like Caboodle is unable to. But for the most part, like most of my work is on the cinematics. So if I have a cinematic that I need to make, then you know, like I guess the average one I will spend like like three days on. Like I, I'll do it over the course of three days. Yeah. Because I have to communicate with the writers, make sure the writing's fine. I have to get the voice lines. Recently, the process to make a cinematic takes about two weeks. 
because I have to get the I have to get the rising approved, then go to all the creators and get the voice lines, and put them all together, then send them to Nate who makes who who mixes them all and does all the music, and then I go and film it, and then I have to go through all the replay shots and edit it. So it's it's a it goes over a very, it doesn't take that much time, but it goes over such a long period of time because there's so many people involved. Yeah, oh, that's fair enough. But you know, like I mean. With the coding and stuff. Is it so with Kabuto SMP? I know a bit about it, but I don't know loads. Is it like when you say roleplay? Is it like it? Do you have to code a different kind of roleplay thing every single week, or is that just like come on the the what you did at the set at the start? It's more I did at the start. So it's basically there's three there's three like factions kind of. So there's the overworld, the nether, and the end. Uh, each faction has its own like special power, and uh, there's some characters that have like their own specific powers, like um. Ashwag, for example, has a power where he can basically teleport to a void whenever he wants to and then come back. Oh, cool. Uh, and Delilah Dive can shoot fire from her hands, for example. So, but but like really, I like unless it's like a like an episode where it's like okay, in this episode, this thing needs to blow up. Like development is really minimal because I just kind of I coded it, I coded all the features I needed to make, and sometimes I have to code new ones, but not really usually. It's most of my work on the SP goes into the videos. Oh, okay, that's fair. Oh, so once again, it's a bit like Block Wars, where it's like one of the biggest things we work on. But nowadays, with Kabuto SP, it's more video work. At least, well, I yeah, like I I definitely I I do tons more work on on Kabuto SP than I do Block Wars though, because even then, like. Well, you need the cinematics it, yeah. take a lot more time than like anything I would do on block cause because yeah, exactly. they're, they're more stylized I guess I also yeah. like I'm there for all the streams like I'm in every stream I'm always in spectator I take all, all the screenshots that I post on the Twitter are all just taken by me like I just go around the spectator during the, during the streams and just take screenshots um and then like if there's like a technical problem I'm there to fix it as well so it's I'm quite hands-on with it now uh I said more so than I used to be at least which is pretty cool, having that kind of impact on something like that. You know? Yeah, I, I think it's it's probably I think it's partly because uh, as I become as I became like more friends with with Kamuro, like closer friends with her, we kind of like we work we talk more, so we end up working more together. So I'd end up we kept, we kept, we collaborate more, I guess. Yeah, right. exactly. And so it's it's become less of like Kabuto's telling me like okay like you go do this and be like okay yes boss it, it's like because like, we're we're a lot closer friends now so the dynamic is different. Yeah, it's more of a bond and a partnership, more of a friendship yeah. than just colleagues. There we go. Yeah, exactly. And then what about what about life still? You, I mean, I know you, I know you mentioned before the podcast is something a bit different, but you've worked on life still. SMP was go on. Was, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't worked on the main seasons of life still. Uh, what happened was uh, back in January, I did a commission for Parrot. Parrot still, I did a, it was it was one of like his solo streams. It was like a launching one million fireworks where he like had a public server that anyone could log on to, and he was launching all these fireworks. So I coded, uh, uh, I coded that system, and then I hit. Him up a few months later because i saw season like season four end i was like hey if you need any development work uh let me know and he basically explained to me so they were doing this mini series of lifesteal called lifestyle assassins where everyone got an assassin they had to kill before the end of the session session was an hour and a half and at the end of the session if you hadn't caught the person then you were out and uh, yeah i just my involvement in the actual server was kind of minimal because i i coded the plugin i showed it to them and they approved it i did some bug changes after i did some bug fixes after the first stream uh but yeah that was pretty much it it was a pretty simple project um but you still got the yeah. work of life still, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely like it's one of those things where like being able if people go onto my website and they see like, oh, I, I oh he's worked with Twitch hours, he's worked with Lifesteal, like those kind of things. It's like even if my involvement was minimal, I'll still put it on like I put I've I put that I've worked with Carl Jacobs on my website, even though I worked on like I've, I worked on one of his videos 
My involvement was so minimal that you really don't notice that it's even there unless you look closely. Um, I still work with Carl Jacobs, so I still put it on my website because it's a, it's you know public. It's a good thing to show to the public. Like everyone knows who Carl Jacobs is. Everyone knows what Lifestyle S and B is. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's even like now, like, I can turn around and be like, oh, yeah, I've interacted with Bumpy J, even if it was for like an hour and a half on the podcast or two hours on the podcast. I still interacted with it. I still, I still had you on the podcast. Like, if, like you know, it's like, it's like when I mentioned it before, I don't use it ever to flex. I just talk about like Anvenom. And people are like, oh, crap, you had Anvenom on the podcast? I'm like, yeah. Like, it's cool. Like, it's cool. It's something that's out there kind of thing. Like, even if it's not, even if, I mean, we've talked a tiny bit since I've asked them if I can, I asked if I could use some of their clips in a video. And they also helped with a main channel video that's been deleted because it's kind of crap. But like, I, they weren't the only one, not because of them, because of me. Um, but like, it's, it's just that kind of thing of like, yeah, I mean, I have, like, it wasn't long, but I still have kind of interacted with them kind of thing. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, you know, when people, people ask me like, oh, like, what's the biggest creator you know? And I'll be like, oh, well, I have this person added on Discord. Never spoken to them before but like it's there it's in orbit right <laughs> oh yeah yeah exactly that, that's, that's who i tell everyone i'm friends with honestly doesn't su- surprise me of course <laughs> the biggest girl using my using my name for clout bumpy well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh nah yeah but yeah exactly it's like it's just it's just kind of i mean because the thing is it makes your cv look good as well and and employee employers or whatever just i guess like saying employers for the sake of it aren't gonna be like oh but you only did a, a little little segment they're like oh like that's cool you've worked on a big name like if you're like you know it's like oh yeah like talking now how i've been on the podcast with you for example you're like oh yeah i don't really do much for block wars i'm like but i'm like yeah but you, but you still work with block wars you, i mean it's like the life of smp oh, it was only a side project yeah but you still worked with life still you know like it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't no, matter exactly. you, you still did it it's still it's still worthy of talking about it, and that's why we've talked about it that kind of yeah idea. well 100 i agree so that's fair play uh, yeah there wasn't really much to talk about the smp section uh, i just wanted to bring it up because obviously it's, it's an interesting topic yeah. but it wasn't i mean really, i yeah I, i've worked on a lot of smps like there's probably there's more that i've worked on that are probably on that list because i worked on a lot of like very small ones like just with friends the only other ones like they really like stand out on that list i earthbound smp was pretty known uh but my involvement with that was like not massive i did development on it but that was about it christmas smp and original smp i really the only two smps that i own like i work on the smps but those are the two ones i actually own you own smps oh god uh, okay but yeah go on talk about that a little bit then. i didn't know you owned an smp sorry yeah i mean yeah because th- there's they're seasonal smps realistically but these are my running right now but those are two smps like i co-own them with other people i have run a lot of smps i do a lot of admin dev work but those are the only two i actually own uh christmas smp it's an smp at christmas hence the name uh <laughs> it's just like a fun casual one month smp where we have like fun challenges it's a modded server so people can go like we have a cool thing where people can like go decorate their own houses we have like a whole like apartment building it's pretty cute um it's, it's just one of those fun things where um like i get I, I, I co-own them. I wouldn't be able to solo own an SMP, I don't think, because I just don't have the time. SMPs yeah. are a lot of work to run. Like, just because, like, yeah, I could go develop an SMP. It wouldn't take me that long. It'd be fine. But you have to do the upkeep. You have to, like, constantly putting stuff out on Twitter. So, like, it's constantly out there. You have keep to be hosting new events and adding new feet. Yeah, keep it interesting, which is really hard to do when you're doing it alone, Um, which is why yeah. I don't really do it, because I'm just always so busy. So Christmas SMP is a one-month thing where... We'll plan it all out beforehand. We have a few people who will like be able to be more hands-on with it. Uh, and we, we, we split them, like with the original SMP, uh, which is our Origins server, which is where we ran the second season of it, season of it right this now, year. Origins SMP, is that going on? That's going on right now, or no? Or is that a different one? No, that's a, that, that's a different one. The, oh, the originals, uh, oh, it ran original January, original. yeah, it's different. Origi- it ran from January to set to like July last year. This year we ran it from February to May this year because we wanted to keep it shorter. And that we had, we had five owners. 
there's five of us. Well, like, there's two owners and then like three other like directors. We split all the workload. Like we'll like we'll split like who's going to do tweets, these tweets, who's going to host these type of events. Like who's gonna do this development? Like we split it so that way we, no one's overwhelmed. No, it's the workload is which is a lot isn't put on one person. Like I, I could develop an SMP myself easy, but the upkeep for an SMP is way more challenging than I think a lot of people realize before they go and try and make SMPs. Which is why you see so many SMPs that get made and then they like fall off after like a month yeah, it's is, for that reason at the end of the day we we talk <laughs> once again sorry i know i keep promoting it but we we talked about smps me and ajs last week and we talked about like one of the topics were how you keep an smp alive and we've we've kind of similar said what you said now so like it's kind of nice hearing from an smp owner confirming that me and ajx weren't waffling we were actually correct <laughs> you know yeah so, it's essentially getting that confirmation now from you, which was unintentional, but yeah, know, it's, it's nice to have kind of thing. But, yeah, I, I could talk about SMPs and events for ages. My, my one thing I always say with SMPs is like, it's hard to come up with a unique SMP concept nowadays. Yeah. However, like, it's not impossible. Most people just don't try. I, I could say so much about SMPs, my, my very strong opinions on them, but like, it really comes down to there's a lot of SMPs. Like a lot of SMPs, and sometimes I think there probably shouldn't be because <laughs> it's like same with tournaments. There's so many. I mean, I think the difference is, is that when you get invited to an SMP, it's a commitment. If I invite someone to an SMP the last month, I expect them to be committed to that SMP for that month. Obviously, not like on it every second hours, of every day. So yeah. Yeah. Like if I invite someone to an event, that's two hours out of your day, maybe like once a month, once every two months. I think they're two very different things. S if like, which I think is why it, it always struggles. You know, like I can be invited to three SMPs today that that will go for like the rest of the year. I can't put equal attention into each of them because I have other things I need to do as well. One SMP might have more fun features than the other. One SMP might have more of my friends on the other. But you get you get into an issue where so many people make SMPs and all the same people are joining these SMPs. Only one SMP can be the most active SMP out of those all those SMPs because they have the same people on them. Yeah, exactly. There's only so many people that are wanting to join SMPs. I think is the issue. Um, once again, referring to the podcast, I'm so sorry. I kind of like I'm kind of using this to promote, but it's just because it's a topic. That's good. One of the topics, which is why, um, which was my choice to talk about, and it was kind of because I mean, AJX kind of took the lead. AJX took the lead on talking about how you keep a podcast alive. I took the lead on talking about are SMPs oversaturated, and uh, this podcast right yes. now that I'm talking about is coming out in two days from when we're recording this. So it's not like you can go and watch it yet if you were planning to um but yeah but essentially long story short we there was it was a yes and no answer kind of thing because uh, it, was, it was down to a lot of things like uh one of my points which i explained a lot better so here it's going to sound really basic but i explained my reason behind it because i don't want to get too much into it like talking about the same topic twice uh but I was like it, it, it becomes oversaturated when lifestyle smp is a really original for its time was a really original idea really really good but then when there's five or six smaller smps that last about a month or two following the same concept that's there at them smps are oversaturated not lifestyle once again that was like I, it sounds really broad and basic when i say it now yeah. but i explained my reasoning and i actually go no it, it's things. a it, it's a good point like it's you know i think it, i get it i think it also comes down to the creators a lot that you're putting on these smps yeah like if, it, if a creator's invited to yeah, like if a creator's invited to three servers that are all like have the lifestyle, a similar lifestyle concept, you know, like there's only so much content they, they can make. Like there's only so much effort they yeah. can put into SMPs. And then they'll pick their it, favorite it's, it's one as well that they'll want to play more. 
Yeah, I I have a I have a note note sap on my computer, and every time I see uh, an SMP come up on Twitter, I add it to my list. Uh, my my current list is at what's it at? Let me see, three hundred eighty-two. Yeah, see, I mean, I I'm, I'm assuming NPCs SMP is on that list. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. I, I I quite enjoy it. I think NPC's SMP is kind of just purposely made just for a few friends to have a laugh. Like, that's that's all it is. I... NPC's SMP was never made or, like, that's why it was just promoted on Nebula's account. It was just promoted yeah. the idea of it on Nebula's well, account. Well, I will say, my issue with, with with people that say that, like, I think in, in some cases it's okay, like, this case, it wasn't made to be... You know, like I say, it was promoted on just Nebula's account. But I see a lot of the time when people were like, like, this is this is a really cool SMP, we're going to make a Twitter account, we're going to, like, make all these cool marketing for it, and it's like... Oh, well, it's just an SMP for a few friends. And I'm just like, if you want to play Minecraft with some friends, why did you have to make a big deal about it? Like, just go play Minecraft with friends. And you don't need to make it into, like, this really big thing. Like, that may be a hot take, but, like, I see so no, many people that, like... it's a good take. It's a really good take. I completely agree. Like, like I think, play like, if you're going to play Minecraft with friends, absolutely. Like, you can make, like, a whole bit out of it. But when people make, like, turn these SMPs into, like, these fre- SMPs that are just for friends into, like, these really big marketed projects, and it's just like, why? Like, what was the point? Just go play Minecraft. Yeah. But you know that that might that might just be me. That might just be my my hot take. But yeah, uh, that, that that's that's one of my thoughts. No, no, I uh, what's it called? No, I I completely agree. And that's why that's why like that's why I feel like NPCs SMP can gets away of it because you know we, we the only reason we promote it is as an SMP is so the viewers knew it. I, I mean, this is I just my take. I'm speaking from my opinion here. This isn't from anyone else's opinion on NPCs SMP. So I want to be very clear how I see it, and it could be completely wrong. Is it was promoted on Nebula's account? It was promoted as NPCs SMP, so people knew that the creators that were gonna be in it and it, it kind of just helped like because people know what npcs is people know it exists so the idea of like npcs smp kind of exposed who's in npcs because there's a lot of people who kind of try and keep track and i know one of them is void kiddo who's always been quite interested in who's in npcs um so it's been like house builder gang so like they ever just decided to make a silly goofy smp they'd announce it like they'd be like oh hvg smp just a few friends having a go on a minecraft server but like because we didn't make a twitter account because we didn't hype up the event literally all our names were just on the same thing it was orange it just had a bit of text on it you know that was like yeah and i'm, I'm I've, I've got an idea for like law well, not really law like i'm i'm planning an event with nebla right now the lag's not amazing on it so once i guess fixed i'm planning an event with neb i want to do one because uh, i have a pretty cool idea which is i don't think has been done on npcs um smps before probably has but like not it's not common nor is it really that interesting but it's just a different concept um but like you know I, it's just it's just a fun little event but like it's with the podcast for example like this podcast warrants its own twitter account it warrants its own different fit like channel and stuff like that because i constantly upload on it i constantly announce it i mean i've like ever since my return i've uploaded i think like 21 podcasts this isn't including this one or the ones that come out this week of recording and it's like now i'm uploading two every single week but like if it was just going to be a podcast I uploaded once a month on my main channel, I wouldn't make a big new Twitter account for it. And I feel yeah. like a lot of people like go in, they make a Twitter account, hyping up this big SMP, and then it dies after two weeks. So, But like I said, if you want to hear more of my views on the SMP, not you, Jay, just the viewer, go watch last week's midweek mc <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there you go final promotion of that sorry it's just it's just it's it's just so people kind of know because i don't because people probably are listening to this who listen to that podcast especially because we're talking about smps and it's like i just don't want to kind of you know do you get what i mean does that make any sense 
Yeah, and only yeah that makes sense. M- yeah. Miss, uh, I know. Cross. I definitely. I do agree. I think the way you did NPC, you guys did NPCs. I think is that's that's the example of something. I, I don't really. I think it's fine. It's more. Like I was said like make, make a big deal out of it. It's just you and your friends. Like like what what's the point? Yeah, no like, law. You play the survival world. You get bored after two weeks. I say, oh, what was what was the entire point of hyping up this big SMP? Yeah, thing? yeah. Like you you're you're gonna join another SMP in a couple of weeks anyway. So like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, any any more on the SMP topic then, Jay? Or is that, is that kind of the, for the majority the opinions you have? But the ones I know is something you uh, can go on for ages, for yeah. ages. But we we can't record a five. Oh no, no, I could, I could talk about. I, like, if you want to talk, if you want to do a five-hour podcast, just me no, ranting no, about no, my no. thoughts on SMPs. <laughs> I can do that. Trust me. Honestly, maybe but, yeah. one day. Who knows? Maybe one day we could just genuinely have a sit down. Maybe I could bring you on to a midweek MC, and it could be a five-hour special. Who knows? You bet. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I guess moving on from that, then before we get into the Twitter questions, let's talk about something a bit outside of Minecraft. Uh, so I can't remember the name of it. I am really sorry. I should have really gone back and got the name. But I just didn't. Uh, which is on my part. I'm unprof- unprofessional, so I apologise. Uh, but you've recently released a brand new Roblox game. And well, I didn't. I was count- I was involved in it. You were involved well, in it, yeah. But I, that's I count it as like okay. You were involved in a brand new release of a Roblox game. It wasn't even a release. It was a it was it was a branded activation of an of existing Roblox game. Well, well, if you want to get technical, to, you're gonna have to explain that to me then because I don't get. The okay, game, it, it so, was. Sorry. It was a marketing agency taking a brand that wanted to do game stuff and connecting them with an already existing Roblox game okay. to create a branded experience within that game to promote that brand. So, what was your impact on that? I literally just made the video. That video, I t- that was that the video I tweeted was my only involvement in it. Oh, I, I was DM'd okay. by one of the EVNT owners and was like, "Hey, we need a video promoting this this activation." And I was like, "Bet." I've never worked with Roblox before. Uh, this is the first time ever making a video in Roblox. I bet I've barely even played it. it but I had video. to play that Roblox. Yeah, no, it was fun because I had to play that Roblox game for about six hours to actually be able to film the video because I had to unlock all of the stuff that I need to feature. <laughs> oh, yeah, Restaurant Tycoon 2. I just looked back on it. Sorry. It's just, it's just, yeah. yeah I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, I made this cool video showcasing the bomb pop stage Restaurant Tycoon experience. Sorry, it just from my memory, it was a new game. My bad. I, like I said, it was really unprofessional to not go back and, and, and fact check myself there. Uh, but it's lucky that I mean it's just a general conversation, so it's not too bad. But yeah, are you? Because because I think you said something about you looking more into doing Roblox work on your website, right? On your well, website, yeah, I'm gonna you know, like I'm gonna like put it out there. Like, if you want to commission me to do a Roblox video, you can. It's, it's an interesting. To, it's, I'm glad I got to do it because I've never done never done it before. Yeah, but I can say I can make a Roblox video. Fortnite. There we go. So yeah, yeah. Um, I did I did a couple Fortnite trailers as well. I don't know. I think that some of my, some of them might be. I don't actually remember. Um. Well, some of the EVNT Fortnite games, I did a couple of videos for those. I've never really worked in either of those games before. So it's been an interesting experience to try and like learn these new things to just like, I've never ever touched before. It's just been yeah. interesting. There's something different. And you're looking to get more into that scene? Um, before blocks and Fortnite away from Minecraft? No, I think I'll always stick mostly with Minecraft. I, I, I would never really like... I don't really see myself, at least anytime soon, doing development in Roblox or Fortnite. I definitely consider myself doing more videos in them, yeah. but it's such a different skill to developing either of those games compared to Minecraft. I don't really see myself really having the time to do it anytime soon. That's something you need to look at in the future, maybe. Yeah. Also, f- food review. Jake, what, what, are you, what are you eating? I got pasta. Oh, what flavour? Like just pasta on its own or? I got tomato sauce. I'm a very plain person when it comes to food. Is it nice though, yeah? 
Yeah. That when was did good. you when did you cook this up? You've been talking the entire time. <laughs> my dad came in like like five minutes ago and I just uh, put it on my desk. Honestly, fair play. You know, I'm very I'm very finger at the podcast. Like I'm I'm very catered to the guests of like you know how I see it right. And if this isn't me trying to say it in a bad way, carry on eating, please. I'm just I just thought food review would be funny. <laughs> it's like um it's your podcast at the end of the day. So how you are on it? Like if you don't care about eating on the podcast, that's your choice, kind of thing. Because it's uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't podcast. I, you know, at the end of the day, if, I, if I'm hungry. I'm gonna eat food. That, that's how I see it personally. Yeah, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. Sorry, like, what I mean is like, but when the food review it wasn't me trying to call you out, it was like more as a joke. Is like, cause at the end, of it, it's still your yeah. podcast. You, you know who's listening to. You, so if you choose to eat on a podcast, it's your choice, kind of thing. I don't mind when it comes to that. I just thought it'd be funny to ask for a food review because I could tell yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, you're good. <laughs> I heard yeah, the clanging on the plate, and then when you were talking, you're like, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pasta though. Nothing else with it. No chicken. No. <laughs> There's tuna in it. Oh, that's actually that's quite nice, you know, tuna pasta. That is very good. Fair yeah, I rate that. I guess then moving on to the Twitter questions before we wrap up the podcast, then and then you can go watch a YouTube video and eat because you know I don't know if you're like me. I can't. I can't watch. I can't eat without watching a YouTube video. No, yeah, I, I always have something on what I'm eating. Yes, <laughs> uh, I have three Twitter questions for you, and you can answer them as as easy or as quick or as long as you like. Uh, the first one comes from Marsh TV. They, this double, they have a W in their name, so two U's in their name. So Marsh TV, and it's when are we gonna get more bumpy Miku law? Which I, I have no clue what that is. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. So the context for that, I you sound disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I am. No, the context for that is I, I was helping when I was working on Earthbound SMP. I helped, I was helping making the invite images that people could tweet out, uh, and I, I made my invite image. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make mine funny. I'm gonna like change the text a bit. And apparently, the, what I changed the text to to be like a funny reference was like a reference to some anime or something. I don't oh. know anything about anime. I don't know who Hatsune Namiku is. Oh. I'll be so real with you. But <laughs> someone was like made a joke, and then they they drew they drew this drawing of me. I guess I, I assume it's me of that character. Uh, so that, oh my so god, that, that's that's <laughs> behind that. That's quality. Also, your that skin that you sent me uh, about over an over, about an hour and a half ago. That's also quality skin as well. Yeah. If you if you uh, if you look at my Twitter banner, mine is of uh, me as Princess Peach. <laughs> so uh, which has like oh, just got a slayer. Yeah, I know, and I love it. But yeah, no, that was that was for uh, uh, Mania Pride. Uh, our original skins were meant to be Princess Peach, and I leaked it uh, after. Obviously, after like uh, we, they saw our skins, I leaked it. It was originally the idea. Uh, so someone called Salad is the real decided to draw me as Princess Peach. So, um, but yeah, that's fair. Uh, the next one comes from the MC Wipeout official account, by the way, uh, and it's uh, what's your favorite event that you've worked on? They did also add in their tweet other than us, uh, but you know what? What, what is it? If, it, it? Obviously, I don't want to put you on. A spot here so if you don't want to name one you don't have to you can just say all of them but if you do have a specific one that you've enjoyed yeah, the most, i mean you've kind of given away in the podcast already anyways but i yeah i mean i'm very bad with naming favorite anything's i'm terrible when it comes to that um i get i have i could say multiple i think like i was i've survivor is one of yeah. my favorite events that I've done. Uh, so Nana's Long is Deliver uh, is, is the actual name. Uh, what, what else? MC Prom. MC Prom was definitely one. I think MC Prom and Nana's Long is Deliver are probably two of my favorites. Uh, oh, and Fight Games. Picked out. Somehow the three that I picked out are your favorites. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, because, because that, they were like the biggest headline ones, but they were the ones I had the most fun working on. Yeah, the names just stood out to me. Yeah. MC Prom is definitely up there. I, but I think the difference with MC Wipeout is that it's, a, it's just a very different event. Working on it is very different to working on any other event. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to rank, I guess. It's also the ones that you kind of do one time as well, what kind of like a, a bit easier yeah. to say. Because like, Wipeout can be your favorite, but you've worked on it so much. It's like, you know. 
Yeah, I spent a year and a half working on Wipeout. So. Exactly. So you can it's still be different. one of your favorites, but it's different to working on a one-time kind of thing. Yeah. And the final one comes from I Am Maker, and it's and I don't know if this is true or not. Uh, I was going to ask this, but I wanted to say for the Twitter question. They asked, "When did you make the transition from SMP to event content, and how did you do it so successfully?" So is this true? Did you actually make a uh, transition from just SMPs to events? I mean, I don't. I mean, okay, technically, I started. I made SMPs before I made events, but I but I was always kind of like working on them in conjunction. It like if anything, I made my first big event before I made my first big SMP. You were just knowing more for SMP. I guess. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I guess so. I think the events I worked on, I, yeah, I guess like the first big SMP I worked on was the originals, uh, back in to the start of 2022. Uh, but before that point, I hadn't really worked. I'd worked on events, but I had no really big events. My first big event came in June, but up until June, I worked on probably like five or six other SMPs. So that's probably why. But I, I always had like I always had stuff cooking in the background. I guess. Yeah, it just wasn't main main front until recently, or like until it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. See, like I said, it answers as quickly or as long as you'd like, and, and there we go. We went for the kind of quicker answers there. With that being said, then Bumpy Jake, uh, I know I I wish we could spend more time talking about all the events we've worked on and all the SMPs we've worked on. Um, but it also can't be a five-hour podcast. Uh, mainly just kind of catering for the viewer think. experience as well. But it's more catering for the viewer experience as well. Like, I'm yeah, sure, I'm not I'm not sure how many people would like to sit down and listen to us waffle for five hours. But maybe one day, maybe in the future. Um. When I move out and can stay up past, well, my parents don't go to bed at like 9.30 p.m. and I can actually stay up later waffling away. Maybe we can yeah. Maybe we can actually spend a big podcast talking about it. Maybe down the line, if something big happens, we can kind of feed off of that. So Yeah, but no, absolutely. Before I do the outro then, Bumpy Jake, would you like to promote anything you want? Anything you want, within reason, of course. Uh, nice. Say it now. Um, hold your peace. Follow Twitter. Twitter. That's really it. I I, I have a lot name. of socials, but Twitter. Twitter at Bumpy Jake on Twitter. There we go. Um, <laughs> and I I talk about all my all my new projects get announced on there. So if you ever looking to join an event, look, follow my Twitter because I always like announce like public events on there, like this now hide and seek. So. If you're ever looking to be in stuff, my Twitter is a good place to be. Uh, and obviously, I'm going to announce commission soon. Bumpyjakes.com. You can also view my whole portfolio on that website as well. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, I would have actually updated it with everything new. So you can check that out as well. Uh, but yeah, that's it. There we go. Nice and easy. With that being said, then, this has been the Inside MC podcast, the part of the podcast where I sit down with a very amazing guest. And this week it was Bumpy Jake. Someone who's very cool, someone who I could waffle away with for hours on end. But for the viewers' experience, we've kept it short. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. <laughs> Stay safe. I'll see you all next week. Don't eat too much bread. Pieces. Mm-hmm.